What's up, IDP Show listeners? It's your good friend, Joey the Tooth. Are you looking to keep your league members active and engaged through the entire season? You need to get yourself some good championship prizes. Where can you find the best? Trophysmack.com. They have the most stylish belts, rings, and trophies around. Click the link in the episode description. They'll bring you straight to Trophysmack. Also, if you're looking for the edge and keeping yourself happy and healthy, check out my website, HaganEdge.com. It's H-A-G-G-A-N edge.com. And remember, if it's not IDP, it's not fantasy football. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Doing good. Quarter of the way through. It is pretty crazy. Pretty wild. It's already October. Favorite month of the year. Bobo, what's your favorite month? October. October's the best. 100%. We get fall weather. We get football. It's playoff baseball. It's like uh, tailgating, Halloween. Personally, I'm biased. Anniversary was yesterday. Birthday's tomorrow. So mm. it's, a, it's a month full of holidays for your boy as well. I love it, man. It's a good time in Kentucky. Minus the allergies. Yeah. We're kind of hanging around yeah. with the uh, with the pollen. You Amazing know? weather. Sure. September, like mid-September, is like when it really starts getting good. Yeah. Like, when football starts coming. coming. We were That's just, good. We were talking about that, how uh, we kind of got a little cold snap, and then it's gotten hot again. I mean, the high today was like 86. Yeah, it was too warm. warm. It was too warm. We were outside for the anniversary yesterday, and your boy was sweating. Your boy... uh, How many years? 12 years. Wow. It's been a long time. Let's go. Damn, son. Yeah. Let's go. A lot of good memories of that You've been married for a long time, too? Yeah. It'll be 14 this year. Look at you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We got seven coming up. Let's go. Shout out, Nat. Let's go. Oh, we're getting old, boys. Remember that That's podcast the about the, the uh, most attractive men in the NFL y'all did? That feels like a long time ago. Yeah, Man. Or worst episode ever. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> as our least downloaded. Don't tell the wives that, though. Tell them it's the best. I think they did really good. They did their best, and that's all we can ask for. Sure, sure. Well, we're glad you guys are here. It like is the Lock. Week 4 Recap <laughs> Podcast. Yes, we're recording during Monday Night Football. It is the Seahawks versus the Giants. Um Geno Smith, I guess, is out now. We're getting ready. We just kicked off the second half. Uh, I think Drew Locke is still in for the Seahawks. Have so we had a good Monday night game yet? I don't know, man. Last week was a feels like a too. lot of the primetime games. I did see where Sunday night football was the most watched game since the Super Bowl. Well, duh. So the Taylor Swift effect is real. Gosh. I think the NFL is leaning into it a little too much, though, with yeah. the you know Chiefs are two and zero as Swifties bio for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Feels a little. Um, 
Was that their Twitter account or Instagram account? I think or? it was their Twitter account. Huh. Yeah. They're, some, they're leaning into it hard right now. It's uh, But it's working. I mean, they're making a lot of money. It was very ironic that like the first commercial break last night was um, was all of a sudden like her going out into the commercial, and then the first commercial was her, you know, doing the uh, the whole Eras tour. I guess she's going coming to like movie theaters or yes, something. Yes, they have a they have In a case movie. You can't afford her thousand yes. uh, dollar um, concert ticket. You could go see a twenty five dollar concert. Yeah, if you don't want to take out a second mortgage to take your tween daughter to Taylor Swift. But hey, good for her and Kelsey. They're both probably. Breaking it in right now. I was going to say, the content is flowing right now. Yeah. I mean, these two are... Do y'all listen to the Kelsey pod? It's fine. I mean, I've yeah. checked it out a little bit, yeah, before even before all this stuff started happening, you know? I got you. But yeah, I mean, I think they're funny dudes. Really? I and think they, it's, yeah, one of the only athlete-hosted podcasts that I would ever listen to. Yeah. yeah I think Jason's hilarious. Really? Yeah, he's my favorite, yeah. I and Travis you. is cool. I mean, and they have, you know, uh, good conversations with people. mm the the conversation with Chris Jones talking about his famous combine performance that where was his a great uh, episode his 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 man parts sure. fell out of his shorts was just a, an amazing story and I just love Jason's um, reaction to it that hey at least you get to say it fell out yeah. he's like I don't think that verb applies <laughs> to anything that's happening for me so congrats to you so go check it out find the clip with chris jones it yeah. really was hilarious to listen to his recollection of it we'll be appearing on new ha- uh new heights pretty soon so <laughs> we're excited about that yeah so. check it out when uh they're circling the toilet and on about their third or fourth host <laughs> yeah. at that point so anyways we're glad you guys are here week four recap um boys we had an all-time performance this week we're gonna mm. get into it uh but it uh idp scoring still looking Pretty strong, boys. Uh, we actually had Aaron, God bless him, put in the dock for us. He's got it. Uh, elite seekers, players who have scored more than 40 points in a single game this season. And we only had one in week one. I think we had a lot of like 30 and 25 point games that week because I remember scoring was pretty high. Uh, we had a ton in week two. So TJ Watt was the first one in week one. Micah Parsons, Trey Brown, shout out Trey Brown, Alex Highsmith, and Daniil Hunter from week two. Week three, we had quite a few as well. Kyle Hamilton, Miles Garrett, Terrell Bernard, Nelante Taylor. And then week four, listen to this collection. Khalil Mack, Nicholas Morrow, Harrison Smith, Deron Bland. What I'm learning, y'all, is that this group is a lot of like very established players and a lot of random guys. A lot of DBs who got like multiple sacks or multiple interceptions. Yeah, really weird. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's how it goes. That's that's IDP. I mean, you can have these guys, these no names. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just come out of nowhere and have monster weeks. You know, two picks. Uh, you know, return one to the crib. You know, sack out of nowhere. That's just how the stuff goes. That's yeah. what makes IDP so much fun. I mean, uh, most of these people, I'd say that were, uh, the ones that had forty burgers in in week four, probably most of them weren't started. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, Nicholas Morrow, Deron Bland. Harrison Smith even had been really struggling, and the same with Khalil Mack, you know? Yep. I know he was on my bench in a couple leagues. Yeah, made a, might have even been on your waiver wire. Some of these guys, that if you mix them into a... Uh, <laughs> sure. Some of these guys, if you mix them into a, uh, you know, the best ball type category, some of these are the guys that are going to win you like yes. a crazy best ball league. Yes. Yeah. I did drop Khalil Mack um, uh, prior to the game Sunday, and, you know, I don't really feel that bad about it. Contract-driven league. I was about to not start a cornerback at all if I didn't make some type of cap uh, cap move. So, yeah, I mean, he hadn't done much. 
and it's looking like it's Tuli T's time. So I don't know. Felt like a good time to move off. What um, what what's the opening bid you're you're putting in? Oh, I don't care really. I don't know. He's I put in like yeah, five million. You're, you're putting people in IR to clear cap. Dude, I don't have any money in that league. I have like 500k. So maybe I'll put a league men bid in just for it. League men bid. You're just, gonna put that men bid in though, aren't you? Aren't you? Uh sure, sure I will. Yeah. Do you want to do? Because you, you roll him out next week, he's getting you three and a quarter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. guaranteed. That's the thing. That's yeah. the thing. So frustrating. Yep. But we're gonna go through every game and recap some of the notable scores for both sides. So, gentlemen, let's jump into it and let's start with the London game slash Toy Story game. Uh, Bobo, I know you were up watching when the uh, glitches were going on. Sure. I think they had some technical difficulties, some snafus from Andy's room. But once they got that thing cleaned up, that was pretty fun. I had a good time watching the Toy Story game with my three-and-a-half-year-old. Yeah, we uh, we were trying to navigate it and kind of figure out what was going on. But uh, you're right. It was a good time after they figured it out. Early on in the game, the balls would just, like, all of a sudden get back in the claw and, like, jerk back off of the field. And it was a... Uh, it was weird there for five to ten minutes of the game. Booger was kind of trying to figure out how to talk NFL and also <laughs> not, to children. And not the same talk about time. ayahuasca and, and that Aaron Rodgers. The funniest part though is that my kids recognize like Booger's voice. They're like, "Hold up, is that Booger?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's that's him." He, I thought for sure that was Joe Tessator. That sounded so much like Tess, but it wasn't. No, it was. Um, it was some other random guy that I've never heard of. I saw his name somewhere, but yeah, it was him and Booger. So the they got the London game. Um, I'm telling you, boys, just get used to early football because I just have a spidey sense in about five years the Jags are going to be in London. I love it. So yeah. I just saw that Here the, for it. the Jags are there all week. And They're there. They play the Bills Two back-to-back back games. Yeah, That's crazy. It's well, get used happen. to the Jags being there because they ain't staying in Jacksonville long. Well, I mean, the owners That's already put it out. Time. Yeah, like, hey, do y'all want the Jags to stay in Jacksonville? Like, if you do, you're going to have to pay up for a new stadium. And I don't blame the people at Jacksonville for saying, mm, no thanks. Yeah. Yeah. That's every study that's ever been done shows that that is a bad return on investment for the taxpayers. So Urban Meyer just did that town in. Yeah. Where do you stand on the uh, morning games? Love it. Yeah. It's the best. It's the I'm, best. You I'm wake up. up and football's there. Now, you don't I have to wait three hours. I will say I do hate how it's more moving more. from like network to network. I wish they could just, you know, get on one because sometimes it's on NFL Network, sometimes it's on ESPN this Plus. This was ESPN Plus. It's a, it gets a little bit frustrating. That's oh, the one thing that aggravates get me. Get used to that. They're going to have it on like the gas station TVs, like when you're pumping your gas. You know, they're going to have it I hate that. in the back of a Uber on the TV that's in the headrest. I the mean, Taylor Swift Network. Yeah, the Tamagotchis <laughs> that your kids are buying. I mean, this one only accessible on the new Kindle tablet. I mean, just the fragmentation of NFL games is... is Whatever they can do to make a dollar, they're going to do it. Did you see that Travis Kelsey earned or gained like uh, a million Instagram followers in like a day or I something? Did. Yes. Can you imagine? Just, I mean, like I'm not on Instagram, but like just watching the follows come in, like I don't even know how you would track that. I don't know how you keep up with that kind of stuff. It'd be terrifying. It it's is. my worst fear is to have a bunch of followers on Instagram. <laughs> on anything. <laughs> it's my dream. It's Adam's dream. That's all he it's wants. All I care about, guys. Make sure you hit that follow and subscribe and like, and make sure you comment too. <laughs> don't like or follow or comment on me. Just Adam. Thank you very much. Oh, Let's talk man. about Falcons. David Onyemata. Been very solid so far for IDP. Another good week. Mm-hmm. 21.6 points. He'd been averaging 11.42 the first few weeks. 67% of snaps. Uh, Jesse Bates continues to be a phenomenal DB start for you. 17.5 points. 
19.77 average the first three weeks, 100% of snaps. DB3 on the season. DB3 on the season. Uh, Richie Grant, 14.75 points, 100% of snaps. And there he is, Ocean Man's mm-hmm. human alter ego, Nate Landman, 11.5 points, 82% of snaps. So that was the Atlanta Falcons. What do we think about that group there, Addy? I think Anya Mata has been really good, uh, and I think he's someone that you should definitely be adding and probably starting if you aren't already at this point uh, in your DT-required leagues. And even those leagues where you're starting like four defensive linemen, if he keeps on doing what he's doing, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's he's worth a start there as a DL3-4 type. So, and, and nobody else doing anything in Atlanta. Right. D-line. He's, he's at him and Grady. Yeah. And Grady Jarrett will occasionally have some decent weeks, and he'll, he'll, I should, he should probably improve on what he's done so far this year. But mm-hmm. – um, Jesse Bates has been awesome. You're firing up both these guys, right? But especially Jesse Bates. Yeah. I mean, the tackle numbers have been great this year for Jesse Bates. Uh, Richie Grant, he kind of returned to form as far as the tackles go. So um, then, yeah, Nate Landman. I mean, this just proves the point that, you know, you can just plug these linebackers in whenever someone goes down with injury. And Landman seems to be the latest example of this. So Landman. 10 tackles to start, 82% of the snaps. I mean that's a that's a that's a great you know debut as a starter for Landman. Troy Anderson is out the rest of the season, torn pec surgery. I mm-hmm. guess Landman did start in week two, didn't he? Yes, because uh, Troy had the concussion. Mm-hmm. Troy is he one of these types that's gonna be getting banged up all the time? I hope not, man. I know ten well, res just go to waste. I mean, it's kind of reminds me of like David Long or like JOK. Some of these like super athletic freaks just can't really. Can't really stay on the field. I know it. Let's talk Jags. Josh Allen, big week from Mr. Allen, 37.85 points. He'd been averaging 16.85 the first three weeks. Had three sacks and a forced fumble, 91.7 PFF grade. Uh, Darius Williams, DB, had a good game, 35.85. He had the pick six. And then Andre Sisco, 19.8 points, 12.75 to the first three weeks. He had a TFL and an INT and a PD on 83% of snaps. Foyce Edeluican, what else do you expect? 22.75 points. He's been awesome. 15.67 through the first three weeks. Uh, he had nine total tackles, three TFLs, and a fumble recovery, 100% of snaps. And then Tyson Campbell rounds out the group with 15 points on 100% of snaps. So, God, if you if – you, had players going on either side in this game, but especially on the Jag side, you were feeling great here to start the morning. Josh Allen, another one of those three sack games. What's he going to do next week, though? Probably four and a half points. Because, yeah, he's averaging 16.7 weeks one through three, but mm-hmm. let's dig a little deeper. Yeah, let's that. look at the log. 39.3 week one, 3.25 week two, seven and a half week three, and then, of course, 37.85. So, so he has have two like games now of three sacks. Like, yeah, 40-point towers and yep. then, like, a four-point average here in the middle. So, I mean, what do you do with that? Because, honestly, like, I made a trade in the offseason with Macri and sent Josh Allen off, and there was some cap stuff involved, but – I don't know. There are weeks like this where you're like, dang, what did I get rid of Josh Allen for? But then you, there's the week two and three where it's like, man, you I'm start glad him, I don't have to deal with this. You, you start him because you don't want to miss out on these weeks, and he's getting the volume. Uh, but if you're the just, Jags, are you paying him? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit last week, that you can't let this guy get out the door. So far, he's kind of like the Chris Jones I was thinking the Edge. exact same thing. You know, has these monster blow-up yep. weeks, but then, yeah, the, the valleys are, are – down there becoming our best ball champion mm-hmm. yep. better for best ball yeah that team's pretty nice though if you got a chris oh, yeah. jones uh, josh allen stack and maybe like rounds 
two and three for best ball. Let's talk about the next game, though. Saints-Bucks uh, kicking things off with the Saints. Dude, if Khalil Mack hadn't done that this week, there's a chance that maybe he wasn't going to score 80 IDP points all year. The rest of the season. He... Yeah. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I thought about you this week because you're like halfway. He's number two now, I think. Is he really? Yeah. That's nuts. We need like, we need a couple more weeks to even out this scoring. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, That's accurate. Uh, TJ Watt is one. Khalil Mack is now number two. 24.7 points per game for Khalil. (laughs) See, this is why you have to dig deeper, folks. It it went 2.5, 10, 5.2, and 81. Hey, but folks, (laughs) what did we talk about on last week's episode? We talked about his pressure rate. 14.8% 14.8% pressure rate now on the year for Khalil Mack. Good. It was 11.5 before this past week. He obviously, I think he had like nine pressures. Nice. We so. missed the revenge game narrative. Khalil Mack hates the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Hates oh the Las goodness. Vegas Raiders. And so that so was that, that intangible motivation, uh, I think, was what fueled him on probably Absolutely. Five, and then it's, you know, five out of those six sacks. Rookie quarterback is always yep. a nice recipe. So. That's on That's on Evan and Jake. They should have. They should have. They should have flagged this with us. <laughs> Did they, they recommend you doing that? Was that their fault? I never heard it. I never heard it from them. Yeah. Guys, guys, we're gonna have to have a talk about this. You didn't see the Khalil Mack revenge game coming. Send the Jalen shirt back. Uh, no, I'm not gonna do that, Bob. <laughs> it's too sick. It's too swaggy. It's cursed. Let's talk about the New Orleans Saints. Brian Brissy, defensive tackle, 21.2 points on 45% of snap snaps or snacks, whatever you want. Sure. Isaac Yadam, there he is again. I don't, what's up with this guy? Paulson Adebo is out again, but yeah, I mean, if he keeps doing stuff like this, maybe we do have to yeah, take Adam. him serious. That's right, 13.25 uh, the first three weeks and 21 points here. Malcolm Roach, 12.5. Pete Warner, 8.5. And, and Cam Jordan, 6.5. Is Demario Davis just straight-up droppable at this point? Uh, I, I wouldn't. I mean, he's he, yeah, the tackle stuff has always been a thing with him. But, I mean, he is the guy that's, I think, had, like, you know, at least five sacks, like, every year for the past. Are you ever going to start him, though? It's like a LB4. Buys are coming. Buys are coming and he might be playable. And also Pete Warner's. I mean, if we're talking yeah. about yeah, people 8. that are kind of bums, yeah. like Pete Ten, Warner's kind of a bum right now. Ten point three points average weeks one through three, ninety four percent of snaps. And I'm hoping this is me like kind of massaging his shoulders like I did Logan Wilson last year. Yeah. Yeah. Talk trash about yeah. him. Call him a bum. Yeah, yeah Pete, you're no good. Mom, what are you me. doing, Pete? I mean, you're not giving us the big plays that we need, buddy. I mean, the tackles are fine, yeah. but uh, we can get that anywhere. So we need the big plays to start coming. Brian Brissy, uh, it is good to see a game like that out of him. I think he was a first-round pick, actually, for the um, for the Saints this year. So there's a lot of people who are kind of kind of keeping an eye on him. He was probably free in a lot of drafts, but nice to see a nice old game out of him. They need some interior pressure. Sorry, I know. <laughs> I, I, I do like him. He is. I mean, he's he's done good so far. Yeah. You know, you early on. Yeah. Love to see it. Yeah, Let's sure talk about do. doing good early on. DB number one. Yeah, DB number one. Antoine Winfield. God. Wow. Love this guy yeah. so much. How you um, feeling about that trade? I heard you and Macri uh, talking about. Remember the Dre Greenlaw and the uh, uh, yeah. Byron Young? How you feel about it now, big boy? A uh, little recency bias. Still feel pretty good about the side Byron I Young? took. I got Byron Young. Winfield's been good, though. What He's been great. What are talking about? He's been real good. Yeah. Like he's been the last four or five years. Hey, I've had him uh, the past three or four years in our main league and All feeling right. great. Got him and Javon Holland. Y'all going to fight. We are. Yes, we are. We're going to kiss. We're rocking and rolling. <laughs> I'm going to kick you out is what I'm going to do. Antoine Winfield's first four weeks, 29, 11, 10, 34 points. Yeah. 
Just Golly. a pretty fantastic good. start. Dude, and you're so right too, Adam, that uh, Antoine Winfield is the type with his usage. It's like, doesn't matter where homie lines up, that dude's going to put some points up. Yeah, I mean, he's, ne- he's never been ideal yeah. for, you know, usage. But, I mean, that's okay. And the more and more you look into that stuff, um, the, the more it's hard not to question, like, how relevant it is. Because mm-hmm. when you look at, like, these top defensive backs right now, they're not all just dominating the sweet spot. Exactly. You know? Exactly. A lot of these playmakers are the ones that are playing deep, and it doesn't matter if they're deep. They're still going to find a way to get to the ball. Yep. Couldn't agree more. It's heresy. You know that's heresy. I'm just saying, just look through the top performers right now, and then if you know you want to compare it to sweet spot percentages, you can do that. Let's Not do, a lot of correlation. Let's do this real quick with DBs. DB1, Antoine Winfield. Two, Dax Hill. Three, Jesse Bates. Deron Bland. Kyle Hamilton, mm-hmm. Brian Branch, hopefully he's okay, um, Alante Taylor, Harrison Smith, Jordan Whitehead, Javon Holland, Darius Williams. Really, there's a lot of guys in there that have those big boom weeks, like Whitehead, oh, yeah. Harrison Smith. And it's still pretty early on to be looking at like yeah. total points on the year, but still. And I don't have all the sweet spot percentages out there right now, but just looking at the top three, it's Antoine Winfield, Dax Hill, and Jesse Bates. Yeah. That's that's DB one two and three, and then their sweet spot percentages: thirty seven percent for Winfield, thirty eight percent for Dax Hill, and thirty eight percent for Jesse Bates. So, interesting. Getting the big plays. Interesting. That helps. Let's keep it rolling though. Vita Vea, very good week for Vita. Glad to see him out there. Uh, Ten and a quarter average to the first three weeks goes for twenty five point one five points. D. Delaney was number three, 14.15. Carlton Davis with nine, and Zion McCollum with nine as well. No Devin White, no Levante David, no Bueno. Yeah. Devin White's been a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, that's kind of how he was last year. You know, he ever we're still kind of chasing that, what year it was, like 2019? Yeah. yeah. Whenever he had, right. like, that nine sacks, you know, like mm-hmm. the 150 tackle, nine sack season. I think he was LB1 or close to it that year? It just seems like it's been, like, a step down every single year since yep. then. So, um, yeah, not really what you want to see. Up and down. Um, week one, Devin White, 15. Week two, seven. Week three, 20 points. But then week four was a was a, was a a poo-poo, uh, 4.7 points. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. But, Monte David, same thing, though, but, you know. They're having, they're alternating back and forth on who's having. Yeah, games. David had a third week too, and yep. Levante David went off last week. Um, so yeah, just hot and cold. It's yep. weird for them. Usually they're both in kind of that Logan Wilson window of like ten to fifteen points, but mm-hmm. especially Levante David. He get um, older too, though. Yeah, I wonder if they're working in Servasier uh, at all. He getting any snaps? Um, not no. with those two guys. Those two guys are 100% so. snap players. Not unless it's like, you know, garbage time or something. Injury. I got you. Yep. Uh, let's talk about the next game here. Not much to talk about on the Steelers side. A complete and utter washout. I think it was a 30-6 to game uh, between the Texans and Steelers. Uh, C.J. Stroud looks very hey. good, boys. Um, That's a good defense to so, do that to. Yes, that is a very impressive to hang 30 on the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got... Mike Tomlin fired up, saying there's going to be changes. There's going to be changes. You're dang right there's going to be changes. Yeah. So let's talk about the Steelers' side quickly. Landon Roberts, 17 points. Levi Wallace, 13. Minka Fitzpatrick, 11.75. Patrick Peterson, 9.25. Alex Highsmith, 8.75. Notice I did not say TJ Watt's name. Yeah. Um, just one of those weird games. It happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Texans, though, much more interesting. Jonathan Grenard. 
blew up 32.05 points, five tackles, three TFLs, two sacks, and three QB hits on 54% of snaps. So great week for Jonathan Grenard. Uh, the DBs also played well. Steven Nelson, 17.8. Shaq Griffin, 14.5. There's old ass Jerry Hughes. Uh, Jerry Hughes, 51% <laughs> of snaps, uh, getting 14.05 points. And then Henry Toho, Toho. 13.75 points on 95% of snaps. Led the team, linebacking snaps. That's right. 28 tackling grade, though. So uh, Sure. Yeah, he's not looked good when he's yeah, out there. It uh, kind of feels like another Christian Harris situation. Who he, is getting a lot of playing time who now. Who got more well. playing time, yep. yeah. I saw he's shot back up over Blake Cashman. So I don't know what to make of that linebacking core there. I think they need Denzel Perryman to come yes. back. I think Henry 202 is still too young for him to just really kind of throw to the wolves. But Is he the LB2 now, though, Henry? I think so. Yes, I think he is. Yeah, I think so. When Perryman's back, I think it's him and Hanky Tutos. And Christian Harris will get he'll get the LB3 snaps. Like, uh, And they do actually use a third linebacker there. Like, Think about in San Fran last mm-hmm. year whenever Aziz uh, Alshier was – he got like 30%. Like not, You can't use him, obviously, but, I mean, he'll – He'll get snaps. He'll be relevant if one of those other guys get hurt. Right. That's right. That's that's kind of the indicator you want to pay attention to. Is like if one of these guys goes down, Christian Harris probably is going to get some run. Grenard now with three sacks on the season. There we go. He had almost twenty points in week one, and now a thirty-two point game in week four. So, um, I think that Texans team is feisty. Yeah. I think them and the Colts are feisty. I think the Titans are just like zombies you're gonna have to chop their head off to kill them and if you're looking at matchups they have some real turd games coming up at atlanta then new orleans then they're by and then they're going to uh, carolina in week eight so some more opportunities for grenard and, and will anderson to kind of lick their chops here the next uh next little stretch i like grenard still i i still think he's really relevant 26 years old 6'3 263 out of florida um if he can just stay healthy health has been one of the big key factors for him he had that little stretch a couple years ago that kind of perked my ears. And uh, I don't know. I, I just wonder what the correlation there with him and uh, D'Amico Ryans is. Yep. If, if uh, D'Amico's liking what he's seeing, if, if uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he has to be. Sure. You know, I mean, he's he's done a good job. But Grenard kind of feels like a nice little sell. Yeah, I yeah. don't disagree. I don't disagree. What's with the snaps been? I mean, he was on fifty-four percent of snaps this week. I yep. mean, that's not great for an edge rusher. Only thirty-two snaps. I just like what's what's his ceiling? You know, is he going to be one sacks. of these? Yeah, right. Is he going to be one of these guys that consistently can mm-hmm. get us over eight sacks a season? I don't know. Sure, not at that volume. I don't know. I think this is a this is a nice time to sell someone like that, you know, because you do you can kind of talk yourself into like, oh, he's twenty six. Grenard he's... goes off for fifteen <laughs> sacks this You're year. You're a defensive player of the year, <laughs> and I mean that could easily happen. But um, I don't know, just as, as someone that doesn't have a lot of market value yesterday Big now bang, does. Yeah. Yes, you know, you put up thirty points, and and um, I don't know. It just it, could yeah. you get a. Could you get a third-round pick for him, and is that enough for you to move him? For Grenard, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, because think about the guys you're getting in the third round of rookie drafts. I would say try to get a second. No one's giving you a second, I know that, but I'm saying ask for a second. Start with a second. Piss the trade partner off. Yeah, so you can just annoy him. No, 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 no. Tune into the IDP trade show. (laughs) We talk about things like this. You're on one tonight. I'm gonna have to give him a future mic. He is. Let's talk about the Colts and Rams. I'm gonna go get a second for Grenard real quick. This was uh, the. <laughs> 
Josh and Bobo Bowl. <laughs> sure um, was. Very fun game. Went uh-huh. into overtime. Puka Nakua wins it. Walk-off style. Hey. I think, I think Puka may be for real. Whew. But Dio- You're seeing at that halftime show. What halftime show? The Bob and Josh Bowl. Who's singing at halftime yeah, of yeah. that? Duh. Who's singing at halftime of that? You tell me. I don't know. I don't. I don't really do music. A little fire and fire and bone. There you go. You know, I like that. That's the Killers, right? Sure. There you go. That's who's singing. Like it's great. the Killers. The correct answer was Sugar Daisy. <laughs> Sugar Daisy. Well, <laughs> whoops. Sorry, Sorry everyone. Sugar Daisy. <laughs> yeah. But we love your music and thank you for letting us use it for all these years. <laughs> yes, truly. Maybe we should be paying them royalties at this point. <laughs> we just completely. Oh, forgot. let's talk about. Yeah, we we really dropped the ball on that yeah, one. Sure. Colts though. Uh, their IDPs did not drop the ball. Dio Odangbo, 35.5 points, um, seven total tackles, a TFL, a sack and a half, a forced fumble, a PD, and four QB hits on 59% of snaps. Mm. The defensive line is very good, and he's a big part of the reason why. Kenny Moore, 21.75 points uh, after 7.42 points per game the first three weeks, 100% of snaps. There's Zaire Franklin once again. I think he's LB1 right now. Points-wise, yeah. uh, 18.1 points after 23.47 the first three weeks. He had 13 total tackles, half a sack, uh, one QB hit, 91% of snaps. Dallas Flowers, 15.5, and Julius Brents, 10.75. I'm pretty sure Quiddy Pay put up a zero. Yeah. yeah I wasn't so. able to watch a lot of this game. Did he get hurt, or was it just one of those games where just nothing, nothing doing? I think he got hurt. Yeah, I was out celebrating the anniversary with the family. I got to watch like the last quarter of this game, but checked in on Quiddy Pay afterwards and was like, "Oh, that that's super fun. Zero points because Quiddy had been, uh, I think, above fifteen points every game this so far this season. Yeah, so that was very disappointing. I appreciate you for vamping. I wasn't able to get. That's oh, okay. I, uh, I appreciate <laughs> you trying. So but, on, uh, wow. 52 snaps. 52 snaps. Okay. So Zero. Just, do anything. just a big old goose egg. It happens. Yep. Uh, Zaire Franklin, though, good Lord. Yeah. 14.3 tackles per game this year. 18.9% tackle rate. That's just nuts. On pace for one of the greatest linebacker seasons we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as tackles, total points. And uh, homie's going to continue. I mean, because Shaq Leonard is getting less and less snaps every it's single happening, week. folks. And Adam's exactly right. EJ Speed is the one who is uh, – He's up and coming, so if for some reason EJ Speed is still out there on waivers, which he definitely shouldn't be, but this will be a big week for to him to get picked up with yep. uh, the Shaq Leonard back stuff. Yep, yeah. we'll get to. Yep. So it's, I know John and I we had a, we disagreed on whether we thought whether EJ Speed was going to take Shaq Leonard's job. I think the consensus around this table, I told him was that that's happening. Yeah, you're seeing it more and more. I think by the end of the season, it's going to be Shaq Leonard. Maybe I don't know when he would spell EJ Speed, but and I think that's probably part of it is like Shaq can't play passing downs. So if you put EJ Speed into Shaq's role, then Shaq's just off the field. Mm-hmm. So and you're very right. Even when Shaq's out there, he's he's lumbering around. He's not near as athletic as he used to be. At 2019, 2020, Shaq Leonard is just a that's a thing of the past. It's a very long way away at this point. Kind of like Jamal Gosh. Adams tonight. That's pretty bad yes. about Jamal Adams. I felt, felt I mean, bad for him going out. Our early injury on. injury prone kings, Joey Bosa, Shaq Leonard, Jamal Adams, yeah. all having yeah. banner seasons in that regard. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but let's talk about yes, uh, a player who's had plenty of banner seasons. Aaron Donald for the Rams, nineteen point one points, eleven point four eight through the first three weeks, uh, four tackles, two TFLs, a sack, and two QB hits on eighty one percent of snaps. 
Ernest Jones continues to be a top 12 LB. 17.8 points, 15 points per game average the first three weeks. 10 tackles, one TFL, and a sack on 100% of snaps. He is so good. Uh, Russ Yeast was number three, 9.75. Michael Hecht. Hoyt. I heard him pronounce it, and I think it was actually Hoyt. Yeah. Uh, edge rusher, eight and a quarter points. And then Akello Witherspoon uh, had 11 points. So the Michael Hoyt experiment is not uh, is not working. I've, yeah. I've heard a lot of people within the Rams organization get pretty mad at that. I think there's a reason why we don't know how to pronounce his it, last name. Exactly. Oh, gosh. Somebody pick six. Daniel oh Jones. my dog! With Who him. is it? Wisdom Spoon. Is oh it? my lord! Dude. Gosh, Adam might be coming back on me. How many points is this going to be? <laughs> yeah, you're down like a hundred, right? To yeah, Bobo, having, having a bad week. How? Um, but this is tight. How far down was he? That was within the five. Had oh, to be. This is like, that's uh, the most Daniel Jones night ever. Fumble recovery, I think, for a touchdown. <laughs> And then, or just a fumble recovery period, and then a pick six. So. Ninety-seven yard Holy, interception. Return. They are in hell right now. But to go back to the Rams, yes, Ernest Jones is amazing. Uh, Aaron Donald obviously is who we thought he, uh, who we thought he was. I mean, Ernest Jones, are you as impressed as what we thought a hundred percent snap season was going to be for him? Are you? Where, where, where are we at on the Ernest Jones scale? I mean, obviously, I'm over the moon just that my Rams are two and two. To be honest with you. Um, but Ernest Jones, as far as like an IDP value, y'all yeah. up, down. Feeling great. Feeling yeah. great. Everything yeah. we thought he was going to be. Okay. Yeah. It just feels good like when someone comes through like that, you know, you're like, that's what you kind of expected. If yep. you're kind of like hoping that he does, you're kind of hyping him up and then he, he follows through it. Yep. It's always a great feeling. Do I yep. need to apologize to you for for our uh, our prior feud about me saying that Ernest Jones has already broken out and you were very adamant that that hadn't happened yet. Are we seeing that now? Is this a Josh yeah, breakout it, for you? It's I mean, he's getting 100% of the snaps. That's what so happens that's when you go... So that's what's a breakout for you is the snaps? Well, the opportunity that's come with the snaps. He's just... He's, he's upped his points per game <laughs> average. He's upped his Here snaps. another fight. Guys, please. Yes, I think we're seeing a, another... You could call it a mini breakout last year, but this is the full-fledged... Everyone in IDP knows he who Ernest it. Jones is. He said it. I was right. That's what that means. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah I think he did kind of break... I think I, I, Bobby kind of... Maybe right on that one. He did kind of break... He just The, the tackle rate was, was great last year. You just, but you are also right. The opportunity. He was IDP relevant last year. The thing about last this year, season, he is a IDP stalwart. The He's, thing, he just needed the snaps. Yes. And, the thing that people or everybody disagreed with last year about Ernest Jones was that going into the season, everybody was like, "Well, this is a one linebacking scheme. You're basically just going to see um, Bobby Wagner," and that was where people were wrong because it was obviously. I mean, Ernest Jones played almost 70% of the snaps alongside of Bobby Wagner's probably like, I don't know what, 100% of the snaps. I don't know if he missed any snaps last year. Uh, But anyways, yeah, absolutely, you're right. Ernest Jones, man. That's a fun, fun team. Rams are fun. I'm Feels glad we good got- to say that guy's good. Give him more snaps, and then we're seeing what's happening. The team is playing well. Yeah. Um, Ernest is playing well. That's Aaron one- Donald's coming along. That was one of those rare games where you can watch the Colts and the Rams. And I know the Rams won, so it is what it is. But you come away from that game – both fans of of the teams being like, wow, Anthony Richardson looks really freaking good. Yes, he does. And also the Rams is like, wow, Matt Stafford is still amazing at age thirty eight or whatever he is. But yeah, it's it, I encourage everyone have a season where the only thing you care about is the quarterback's development because yeah. that's that's very freeing to be like, don't care at all yeah. about wins and losses. Just want to see the team be competitive. 
want to see Shane Steichen manage the game well and have good play calls and see Anthony Richardson develop. That's it. That's yeah. all I care about. Because guess what? If we're like the top two or three pick, yes, we'll take one of these premier edge rushers or wide receivers <laughs> or whoever. Thank you very much. You got- still a young, like mediocre team. I agree. Let's also all take a big deep breath about Aaron Donald. The guy is still very much elite, still one of the best defenders in the league. Looks amazing. Feeling good. Let's look and see where he is amongst the tackles right now. So He's probably still a little low. I think he only has one or two sacks on the season. Man, D tackles have been way down. You know who's the number one D tackle by big three scoring? Is it the boy Ed Oliver? Ed Oliver is number wow. one, baby. Let's go. Uh, and then... Buckner is number two. Still Payne skating is, off his first yep. know, few weeks. Payne is number three. Vita Vea is number four. Anyamata is number five. Jaron Reed is number six. Jeffrey Simmons is number seven. Aaron Donald is number eight. So he's got a little bit of work to do. He's at 54 points overall, uh, but the number one score is at 65 points. So he's not that far behind being able to catch up to Ed Oliver. So that flag plant... Still in play. Yeah, wow. and Aaron Donald's pressure rate, 16.2%. Oh, my goodness. Blows away literally every single other defensive tackle that we just named. So, Amazing. so good. Amazing. Byron Young, too, also um, up-and-comer. So, keep, That's right. keep an eye on it. He's hey, good. also, let's talk offense real fast. What is What happens to Puka when uh, Cup comes back? Probably – Fine. I think he'll be like the Robert Woods, right? Hundred percent. I think that's why they gave him the number seventeen. That was Woods' number. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that had to be why correlation. Love to see it. The stars are aligning. Speaking of stars, let's talk uh, Vikings Panthers. Josh, I'll give you a little break here. Let's talk about the uh, the Vikes leaders this this uh, week. Harrison Smith, DB, forty nine points in Big Three scoring, six point three points per game average weeks one through six. But obviously decided he wanted to go off in week four. (laughs) Eight solos, six assists, three. Count them three sacks, two TFLs, and a forced fumble, three QB hits. He played 100% of the snaps to go alongside your boy, Wicka Wicka. DJ Wanda. Edge there for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. 37.7 points. Nobody started him. Four solos, nope. two assists, one TFL, one sack. Um, some other notables, Cameron Bynum continues to be a good player for, uh, for us in IDP this season. 17.5 points, nine solos, three assists, one forced fumble. Marcus Davenport, small siding, 14.4 points. What is up with the bum Minnesota edge rushers getting all the shine this week between DJ Wanham and Marcus Davenport? Somebody got to. Yeah, they were due. Danelle Hunter had his time. <laughs> he had a week off, apparently. Yeah, throw the crumbs to the <laughs> Seriously, to the peasants. peasants. Jinx. Dang, dude. Yeah, it's nice. Who started for the Panthers? Was it, it was Bryce Young? Was it? Yeah. Yep. And probably, he looks frustrated. Yeah, that probably helps a little bit. I'm hearing a lot of bad things about old Frank. Yeah, Frank called a play for Adam Thielen. Realized Thielen wasn't out there, and they had to call a timeout. Yeah. Because mm. the play was only for Adam Thielen. Mm. Which is so, just... Not great. 31-year-old Adam Thielen. I got you dialed up here. Yeah. Yeah. Is well, a dig right here. That may and be there's their, no second option <laughs> yes, on this thing. That may be their best receiver, though. Yeah, and then to round things out, Josh Metellus, uh, I think Evan called him out on the preview pod, 13 and a quarter points as well. He's been good. Yeah. What about Ivan Pace? Hasn't done much. Pretty meh. Yeah. Hope you sold. Although, I mean, he could still have a another surge. Yeah. It is true. I'm, now that I think about it, I mean, he's got Jordan Hicks in front of him, <laughs> who ain't the youngest guy. He's also had, you know, uh, lot of injuries in the past he's done well as of late but if he goes down i mean oh boy it's brian has samoa season baby no probably not yeah, yeah. 
what is it going to take? Are they going to bring in like a free? Are they going to bring in a Deion Jones? Yeah, if, Rashawn uh, Evans will be brought yes, in. Like, <laughs> Sean we Evans. don't want this Brian Asamoah guy on the field. We you know, know he was a third round. Every pick. once in a while, I do this just to hear y'all's wonderful voices. But I went back a couple of days ago and listened to our top twenty-four LB pod from last year, and we were talking about Rashawn Evans because he had like one hundred and sixty tackles last season. And Adam legitimately said, "You know, I could just see." People not really caring too much for Rashawn Evans this offseason. And, and boy, we are. <laughs> did you kill that. Well, I mean, it's right there in our where we explain our scoring. You know, tackles are the most overrated stat for a defender. Yeah. Not just for IDP scoring, but just in general. Like, anyone can fall into a, stack, a tackle. And also, it's like the most basic thing you do as a defender. It's Almost what, every play ends in a tackle. Yeah, it's what they, you know, it's what you do day one of defense school. You, you learn how to tackle. <laughs> I want to go to defense school. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know. Welcome to defense school. We see it all the time. Just because someone Get gets ready to tackle. 150 tackles does not mean at all that they're any good. In fact, it could mean that they're really bad, that they're getting targeted all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a junior little uh, Zach Cunningham, Jalen Smith. Yeah. Or there's, a lot of, there's a ton of those. Yeah. There's a ton yeah. that happens so much, dude. TJ Edwards. But it's the people that are lazy and just look at the box scores and the tackles and think that that stuff is like repeatable year to year. Yeah. You got to do a little bit of work. You got to do your own research, you know. Witherspoon is legitimately everywhere. Witherspoon has 56.1 points by Big 3 score. Come through. That's uh, so that's going to be the number 2 scorer on the week. Wow, look um, at that. Daybold throwing the uh the surface tablet at uh poor at surface Daniel tablets. Jones. Yeah, throws it at his head. Bruh. Panthers Sam Franklin replacement for Xavier Woods. Um I think who was it was saying um, to pay attention? I think it was Jace talking it up with um, Joy the Tooth, saying that Sam Franklin, uh, I think they they talked about him on the weekly ranking show, mm-hmm. was the replacement that you wanted for Xavier Woods. Jeremy yeah. Jeremy Chin was back in the mix as well, though, we should mention. Um, Franklin did bail you out with the pick six. Yeah. That does you know, help. Four does tackles, help. one INT, one touchdown. interception return Yes, yards. one PD. Kirk Cousins got decked trying yeah. to stop the tackle. Oh, my God. What was he doing? <laughs> yeah, it's like, bro. Just stop. stop. You're old. You're a middle-aged white guy. What are we doing here? I just love it. Don't ever give up. Yeah. Just, There's a lot to be learned there, guys. It was like he ran all that way just to get his clock cleaned. At least yeah. let try to dive. Make the dive. Yeah, call just me. Try. But hey, it looks good. You know, you, I got you a gave clock an effort. Guy. You're the type. I mean, it's just. He's you just, would have a clock guy. You got a clock guy? TikTok clock shop. Oh, that wow, sounds okay. like something from a video yeah. game. Legitimately, he's gotten big star clock at work before. Oh, my God. Shout out Glasgow, Kentucky. He also is like a TV guy. He doesn't just throw the TV away like everyone else and get another one. Hey, See, what? I got like a big clock or something. There's like a grandfather clock in mm. our office. And uh, all of a sudden, one day, I don't know, I quit working. So I don't know how to fix a grandfather clock. You ever seen in a clock? There's so many gears oh, in that thing. Nuts. Okay, watch yeah, this. Cuckoo? What? Huh? Does it cuckoo? No. <laughs> Watch this. Do you have a guy that fixes like church like church organs? Oh no no no. Okay, no, I thought sorry. maybe. I was I was really gonna see no, our church how far this keyboard, Rolodex, yeah, how far this Rolodex went. We should go get a new keyboard. Yes. All right. Next know. up, Utor Gross Mottos, twenty point one points. Organ. God, what is up with some of these guys? You have an organ. You have a My grandma team. had an organ in their in her house. Like Wait, a small that's one. Spooky as hell. <laughs> yeah. Spooky like. as hell. We are in spooky season, I guess. <laughs> we went to like, love my grandma, but when she passed away, we went to like, you know, get rid of some of her stuff. And everybody was like, who's taking the organ? And everybody was like, I'm not taking the organ. What are we going to do with an organ? <laughs> my family was like, the kind of organ donation organ. you don't want. I wish you did take that organ, dude. <laughs> We'd can. have that hoe in here right now. We'd have that hoe in here right now. 
That's what she said. <laughs> Let's talk about the Panthers. Yeah, Yitor Grossmatos, 20.1 points on 69% of snaps. Nothing about that is appealing, though. Y'all keep talking about Yito. Hey, I mean, he was uh, he was pretty good last week, and the snaps are coming back up. Nope. And uh, But, yeah, it's not. It's probably not much. No, thank you. I'd probably um, prefer Justin Houston, honestly. Yeah, probably. But There's just not you're a lot. not going to be. Didn't this, he get really hurt? This Panthers team stinks. I thought Houston went out for the season. No, he's he's been out there. Okay. Uh, that maybe James Houston, maybe. There we go. Yes. Sorry, 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 uh, sorry. Jeremy Chen, though, uh, 65% of snaps, 18.3 points. He had a TFL and a sack, six solos, a QB hit. Camu Grugier-Hill's been pretty good. Wait, but did you see that for Jeremy Chen? Still only 65%? I know, that's what – it's like 65% of snaps. Nothing really changed even with Xavier Woods out. It was yeah. – you can't even beat out – I don't even know his name. Sam Franklin. Yeah. You can't beat out Sam Franklin to get your roll back? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's over for Jeremy Chen. I hate to break it to you. Ooh. Not in Dynasty, uh, but for redraft. He's just... Um, and probably Dynasty as yeah. well. He should be selling. Should have been selling. But now, I mean... Might be a good buy window. Because what... I mean... Sure, sure. I mean, 18 points. Maybe you can squeeze one last little drop out of Jeremy Chen's trade value, but that's a damaged asset right there. Mm-hmm. Kamu Grugier-Hill, though, 14.6 points. He's averaged 14.35 Weeks one through three, and then Von Bell, seven and a quarter points. Let's move to Commanders versus Eagles. Talk up Cam Curl, uh, 23.5 points, 12 and a quarter points the first three weeks. Um, listen to the preview pod. Yeah, Jake and Evan brought up that the Eagles were the number one matchup for DBs in all of IDP. Cam Curl comes through with a fantastic game. There's Emmanuel Forbes, 18 and a quarter points at number two. Jonathan Allen. No surprise there. 80% of snaps, 18.55 points. Chase Young, 89% of snaps, 15.75. Got him another sack. Two QB hits and a TFL. And then Benjamin, Benjamin St. Just, 10 and a quarter points. So um, not a bad not a bad showing for the commanders. Uh, Cam Curl leading the way, but Jonathan Allen and Chase Young uh, clocking in there in the top five, Addy. Yeah, Chase Young, 16% pressure rate so far this year. Uh, so pretty good. I mean, looks healthy. You know, like the way he's moving around out there. Yeah. I mean, we know that that's a star-studded defensive line, so he's in an amazing situation. But this is good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I th- you got to feel pretty good in Dynasty. I mean, I think this pretty much solidifies him as, you know, inside the top 20 for edge guys. Yeah. Yeah, I think top 20 is reasonable. I think John said he's got him inside his top 20, probably rest of season for, like, re- like weekly rankings. Yeah, I can um, see that. I think that's I think that's fair. In consideration for that edge two spot every single week. Yeah. So, because for me, it's the volume. I mean, this dude is playing probably... 89% of snaps. I'd say his snap share on the season is probably north of 80% of snaps. I agree. In the games that he's played, which is weeks two, three, and four, I think, at this point. Yeah, but didn't yeah. play week one. Averaging 55 snaps a game, so that's really good for that's Chase great. Young. That's really good, and he's looked good. That's The eye test, I think, is important here as well, because you can look at... Shaq Leonard and be like, well, you know, I'm still getting a decent snap share, but then you watch him and you're like, oh. There's your Uchenna uh, Oh, did we get a Uchenna Nuosu sack? sack? All right, there we go. Back-to-back uh, sacks on Mentioned this was Jones. a uh, – Eight sacks tonight for oh my the gosh. Seahawks. Took seven last week against uh, against Daniel He's so Jones. bad. They got to feel awful about that contract. Uh, on the Eagles side, Nicholas Morrow. What in the hell, Nicholas Morrow – 8.62 points per game the first three weeks goes for 49.25 points. 11 total tackles, including 10 solos, three TFLs, 
three sacks, 20 sack yards, one forced fumble, three QB hits, 99% of snaps. We knew Sam Howell. We knew this Eagles defense was going to tee off. I think he was the second most sacked quarterback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Joey was saying on the rankings episode, like 19 sacks or something. We did not, I did not expect that it was going to be Nicholas Morrow getting three sacks on Sam Howe. So no, I mean, what's it? What does Morrow have for his career as far as sacks? <laughs> he Probably. may have tied his career. <laughs> he like, may have three total. now. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I mean, I'm. I'm still not. I'm sorry. I'm still not starting this guy. I just no. don't want any piece of the Eagles linebacker room. Mm-hmm. Zach you Cunningham. Have, you have. Um, Dean coming back at some point. Yep. Mm-hmm. What's the status on that? Do any of you boys know? I have not seen. But, I mean, could he become the – could Morrow become that LB2, though, now, instead of Cunningham once yes. Dean yes. returns? Yes, I think so. I think it will be Dean, and I think it'll be – I mean, it was Dean and Cunningham, but, I mean, Morrow has been the 100% of snap guy. We do something like that. It's pretty tough. We're still yeah. probably a couple weeks out from N'Kobe Dean. I would say week six maybe would be the best time frame. To yeah, expect just pay back. attention to Twitter. They all they usually announce on there whenever yeah. guys they're opening up the twenty one day kind of activation window. Yeah, they only open that up whenever they're going to be adding him back to the active roster. So so four career sacks before <laughs> this three and one game. That's outburst. nuts. Get Jeez. out of here, Nicholas. So Morrow. seven total for his career, <laughs> but a player that we do like uh, Reed Blankenship. This was one of Jace's shout outs on that episode. 16 points, 21.38 points per game. Average the first three weeks, a hundred percent of snaps, four solos, four assists, two passes defended. Reed Blankenship is a DB one must start in all league formats. Uh, Josh Sweat, 15.75. Good to see him playing well. 67% of snaps. Got himself a sack, a QB hit, five total tackles, and a TFL. There's Zach Cunningham, 14 and a quarter points after seven and a half the first three weeks. 85% of snaps. And then Darius Big Play Slay, 13 and a quarter after 15.33 the first three weeks. If you're looking at points per game, Reed Blankenship is DB3 right now. And he's also only playing 25% of his snaps in the sweet spot. So there's another one for you. you. The narrative continues to get busted. I do want to say, um, I I do obviously think that box snaps and all that stuff, it matters, of course. But only in the sense that, like, if you're trying to farm a safety, Mm -hmm. you know, if you, if you, if you need like a replacement, like you can, that's a nice little easy way to like find someone that should get some tackles that week, I think. Mm -hmm. But, if you're looking for like special players or like difference makers, I think you got to dig a little deeper, and you can't just go off of what how they're being used and I think, how they're lining up. I think that's it right there. The reason we hear so much about sweet spot and box percentage is we, as a IDP playing populace, want to farm DBs. Right, mm-hmm. that's kind of the common wisdom is like don't cling too tightly to these guys. You can pick them up off waivers, especially cornerbacks, and so. What do we use as sort of our rule of thumb um, for finding these guys is just look for box snaps, Bobo. But yeah, difference makers, the sweet spot alignment, the box percentage doesn't matter as much when guys can make plays. Mm -hmm. Yep. It also doesn't really matter as much when you have a lot of people in the box. You know, if you've got a team that likes to play two or three linebacking sets a lot of times, when you bring another guy down into the box, sometimes it really just kind of... Muddies the water. So, yeah, you're exactly right. That's a 
that's something kind of interesting to pay attention to because you have always kind of had these guys over the years that are just playmakers, and you know they're not necessarily you know in the box all the time. So kind of keep a keep a pin in it. Keep a pin in it. Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. Keep put, it on your radar. Does it mean like a legitimate like yes. pin? Put a pin like on yeah. a like on a. I don't like that. A cork board. Cork like, board. Yeah, like, like you're pins. doing the. Murder. You guys do that when you were kids. You'd use like the the tacks and get in oh trouble, yeah, get in trouble by your parents. <laughs> well, I had an actual cork board in my room that I would like yeah. pin stuff. Uh, not me. On. I'm Adam's using the wall. It in the drywall. Yeah, that's right. He's a bad like a boy. Baddie. Yep. <laughs> then they're gonna have to redo the room at some point. Yep. Guilt me about Spackle it. everywhere. Spackle yep. and paint. Look what you done, <laughs> Adam. Pinning up all your Jalen Phillips shirtless pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get you back in Sunday school. Oh. I'm not going. They got football on Sundays. Let's talk Dolphins, Bill. Speaking of Jalen Phillips, was not in this game, still out with the oblique injury. God, get better soon, Jalen Phillips. But, hey, in his place, we got Andrew Van That's Ginkle. Right. AVG. Mentioned it on the pod with John that you could do worse than Andrew Van Ginkle. And uh, this week, once again, we saw him in Jalen Phillips' absence Play very well. Hey, twenty nine point seven five points. Jalen got a lot to live up to when That's he right. gets back. That's right. He's got some I big know. shoes to fill. Has he been replaced? <laughs> yes. AVG has. You know, sapped his power. I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, um, like two different like body styles. You know, just maybe, a little bit. AVG's maybe ripped up. I don't know if I've seen a picture of him, but it's that hair. That, it's that hair, hair flowing. Again, guys. Don't need the body when you have the hair. Very yeah. hype. Dennis Gardeck and AVG on the same defensive line. I mean, that's some juice right there. That's the thing. Everyone's digging into these numbers. All these, where are these guys lined up? What's the hair look like? (laughs) We're really into narrative season tonight, baby. What's the hair? What's the playmaking? That's what you come to this show for, people. Mm -hmm. All right, Dolphins. Yeah, Andrew Van Ginkle, 29.756, of snaps. David Long. David Long, 17 points. There it is, 93% of snaps. We see this, though. This is the correlation when Jalen Phillips is out, Mm -hmm. Van Ginkle goes to the edge, and David Long comes in. Maybe this was a snap count progression type of game for Jerome Baker's been hurt, correct? But yeah, Drum, he's just been stinking. Okay, well, maybe that's it. Drone Baker played like 50% of snaps, I think. So David Long was the LB1 there in Miami this week. Yep. Oh, maybe he did get hurt this week. But he well, he had been like full-time. Yeah, he okay. had been 100% of snaps, I, I think. It's but just, you're saying he was 50% this past week? It looked like, if I go off of Macri's tweet, which I'm thinking I remember, it seemed pretty low. I'll look it up. Yeah, look it up. It's... Uh, this is a situation, though, I'm not trusting David Long. Once Jalen Phillips comes back, I'm sitting David Long down because I do not trust that Van Ginkle is not going to take David Long's off-ball linebacker role. So just pay attention to that. If you've got David Long, pay attention to when Jalen Phillips comes back. Uh, the rest of the game, or the rest of the uh, top five here. Are you starting AVG right now? Yeah. Sure. I think I mean, until Jalen is back, sure, why it, not? Isn't that a shame, though, about David Long? Because, I mean, he's showing you mm-hmm. he's so productive for IDP. Yep. You know, so the last, saying. last three games, 21 game, uh, 21.4, eight and a half the week before that, and then 17 this past week. So Miami sucks. linebackers, uh, David Long, 93%. Jerome Baker, 76%. Okay. Hmm. Duke Riley, 31%. Yeah. Um, what, remember what's his face? Uh, Shanning Tindall. Yeah. Shanning Tindall. What we How's he doing? I don't know. Now, is he on the practice squad? I mean, is he even on the active roster? It's a good question. Yeah. 
Good yeah. question. So, yeah, Justin Bethel was number three. Xavier Howard, number four. Zach Sealers, uh, number five, was 7.5 points. Let's move on to the Bills. Gregory Rousseau, mm-hmm. 29.25 points. Oh, Greg. It's a great week for old Greg. Uh, three He's solos, awesome. two mm-hmm. TFLs, two sacks, um, one PD, two QB hits, and 57% of snaps. 73.7 overall PFF grade. Uh, Micah Hyde got him the game-sealing interception there. Uh, the Bills beat down the Dolphins in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, five total tackles and a pick, a PD. 100% of snaps for Micah Hyde. There's the D-tackle one, Ed Oliver. How do you call it? 17.55 points after averaging 15.85 the first three weeks. People, check your waivers because a lot of these guys are going to be available. Um, I just picked up Ed Oliver in XFFL like two weeks ago, and I know that that's sometimes an anomaly, but – a lot of these players, I saw somebody today saying, should I drop Nick Bosa? Um, so, <laughs> depends on the league that you're in. And, like, man, not everybody's – ID Start two not IDP Not everybody's leagues. wise, man. Someone just dropped Khalil Mack. I yeah, mean, seriously. Someone did. Streets are – Streets are talking. Ready to go. Right for the pickings. That's just how it goes, though. Sometimes you do get pinched, and you have to do certain things for your roster, and that means letting go of some talent. It was and, him or Uche. And I yeah. was like, uh, probably Khalil Mack. Yeah. Uche had a sack, I think. Yeah, did not the, the snaps though. Do you see those for Uche? They they're go just, down. They're just he's just not getting snaps. Up and down. Shocker. Yeah. Patriots defense. Yeah. Patriots team. Matt Milano, fifteen and a half points on hundred percent of snaps, and Daquan Jones, fifteen point three defensive tackles. So uh Matt Milano's been pretty solid. Fourteen point two eight average the first three been weeks. Very solid. He hasn't been yeah. anything more than that. Top tier LB2. Terrell Bernard returned to mm-hmm. Earth a little bit this past week. Yep. Um, your boy Taylor Rapp was starting in place of Jordan Poyer. Yep. He was solid and fine. Uh, I do think Greg Rousseau may be the most underrated yeah. edge for Dynasty. Guy's just damn good. What's his snap percentage, though, this season? Um, It's 57% this past week. I mean, let's see. Let's look and see what he's done. You're right, though. I mean, we that's we, what we worries touched, me. We touch on it, this. It's not it's, that it's not a, a high percentage. It's it's the volume. Well, it's the volume plus. I mean, is he getting more than sixty percent of the snaps on the season? I think so. I think so. I think he's like the clear one. Yeah, I want to see this because I always feel like he's in that fifty to sixty percent range. And make a note that um, that Von Miller is coming back here pretty soon. Next week or two, I think they've maybe activated him off of IR, so his twenty-one day windows open. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I'm excited for that. I wonder who gets ding there. I think it's probably Leonard Floyd a little bit. Yeah, a little Leonard bit. Floyd He's probably, been great, too. Yeah, though. Floyd's been awesome. Yeah, so the snap percentage for Gregory Russo is 59% this season on okay. defense. That's fine. So that's what worries me, though, is it's a low oh, volume of snaps, and then he's playing only 60% of them. But for Dynasty, does that something that's going to be stable for the next few years, right? I mean, I don't know how you can – you got. I think you got to kind of hope. I think that, his percentage is going to be stable. Is the volume going to be stable? I mean, who knows? Yeah, but, but I think you kind of. You, that's a bet you make that it's that it's going to increase. You think he's that, ever going to get more than seventy-five percent of the snaps? Sure, I don't see why he couldn't. I don't know. I just feel like Sean McDermott has shown us thus far he likes that edge rotation, and I just don't know that this is ever going to be a guy that gets that volume of snaps. I agree with you. I think he's underrated. I just wish they would play him more. Yeah. It's just frustrating when the guy is this good that he doesn't get more work. Uh, but, yeah, as far as, uh, I mean, is he the most underrated defensive line asset on his own team, though, with Ed Oliver sitting at um, D-tackle one? 
I mean, your boy's been on it all over for a long time. Sitting mm. on the waivers, though, in mm. our main league, which is a pretty sharp league. Adam put in for him mm. as well. Though. I am shocked that Ed pretty Oliver was sharp sitting leave. Up. Who dropped him, dog? Come on. Who dropped him? Come on. The Titans. <laughs> IDP's we, on the we week. On? Aziz Al-Shair. I think I know who dropped him. <laughs> yeah, Aziz Al-Shair, Titans, Bengals, 100% of snaps. Uh, 24 and a quarter points, 11.82 the first three weeks. Good to see Aziz Alshair balling. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, 20.8 after 12.9 the first three weeks, 87% of snaps. Arden Key, there he is, 14 and a quarter points. I got himself a sack, two QB hits, a solo, a TFL, 70% of snaps. Jack Gibbons, 13 and a half on 77% of snaps. And Travis Gibson, 11.05. On 6% of snaps. I wonder if that is correct. That's correct. Okay. He's, he's, you know, newly acquired, um, like right when the season started because he got released from Chicago. Oh, there we go. So that's right. That's right. That's a hard rotation to crack as well. Yeah. Uh, good to see Jeffrey Simmons. He was a little quiet. 12.9 points per game average the first three weeks. Uh, but the snaps are there. So you keep firing this guy up. And then, uh, Babo, what do we think about Aziz Alshair? Um, is he back in like um, – are you – he, he's in the mix for me if you're starting at least two linebackers. He's in the mix for, like, that LB2 slot for oh, you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, as much as Jack Gibbons is, you know, kind of fun and, I don't know, he's kind of relevant to talk about as far as an LB2 there in, in Tennessee, honestly, there's only really ever been one linebacker that I've ever felt comfortable rostering out of Tennessee in Vrabel's system. It only seems like there's production for one guy. Anyways, Aziz Oshier, 100% of the snaps. That's fine, man. 81 tackle grade. He's been, he's been what we drafted him for in IDP. I remember the early, uh, the early days of best ball in February and in March, and Aziz Alshair was just buried. Yep. In a lot of these, uh, in a lot of these drafts, and now Aziz Alshair, we all kind of thought that he, if if he was given the opportunity to be an LB one, even though he was behind just two great linebackers there in San Fran, that he was going to be this type of guy, and he's a. Uh, He's walking into the light. I really like Aziz. He should be really solid for us for the rest of the season, as long as he stays healthy. There we go. So we hope for Bengals side, Dax Hill, DB1, right? Didn't yep. we say DB2. Dax Hill? DB2. DB2. Who's DB1 now? Uh, uh, Jesse Bates? Nope. No. Uh, your boy, Tyreek Peace. Uh, Antoine Winfield. Winfield. There you go. Winfield, one. Uh, Dax Hill, two. It was like uh, charades. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> Tyreek Peace, um, hmm. Metal World Peace. Uh, yeah, Dax Hill, 17.5 points, 21.68 average the first three weeks. He's been phenomenal. Uh, 98% of snaps. Sam Hubbard, both the edge rushers did well this week. Sam Hubbard, 17.2 points. Evan said, fire them both up uh, here against the Titans. Uh, he gets a sack, two QB hits, four solos, and a TFL, 17.2 points. Nick Scott also playing well. We mentioned that, uh, 15 points. Uh, 8 8.25 average the first three weeks, had 10 total tackles and a TFL on 92% of snaps. And there's Trey Hendrickson, 14.05. He got a half a sack, a TFL, six tackles, and then one QB hit. And then Miles Murphy, mm. the rookie, 13.45 points on 29% of snaps. So got him a sack. Good to see him mixing in there as well. So despite the fact that the Titans blew the doors off, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cincinnati IDPs. Addy still had a nice day. Yeah, Sam Hubbard. I mean, this is kind of what we expected from him. Um, you know, the tackle floor has been there for Sam Hubbard. He's he's averaging 5.5 tackles per game. That is seventh among all defensive linemen. 
And that's been the story with him, you know, basically his whole career. Really solid, really safe, uh, strong tackle floor, and then he'll sprinkle in some sacks. And that's what we've started seeing the last two weeks. So nice to see that. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, Miles Murphy. I mean, that's his first one of, of the uh, of the season. I wondered if that might be his first. Mm-hmm. And um, do we think that maybe he starts getting sprinkled in more with, especially with kind of Cincinnati and, and the way they're know. trending as a team? Shut they, if they if they shut down Burrow, yes, I think uh, we could see a lot more Miles Murphy. Is that being talked about? It should be. Down? It did, should be. This guy can't move right now. Did y'all hear in the preseason when they talked about uh, they went to Jamar Chase and I think Jamar pretty much just mm-hmm. went to Joe Burrow and was like, Joe, calm down, man. Why don't you just go chill out? We'll see you in about week five. Yeah. And it's going back and like retroactively looking like you should have done this. Yes. Like you should you are have not taken healthy. Week five. You are not healthy. You should not be out there right now. They yep. just. They can't not compete. They just paid this guy. I'm sure Joe's like, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But he's literally taken, I think, one snap under center before this week. Because he just can't he has to just get the ball and throw it. Yep. And that's that's affecting the uh, you know, T. Higgins and and Jamar Chase. Yep. Affecting the downfield ability for those guys. Uh, another sack for your boy Kayvon Thibodeau. We just saw a minute ago while we were talking. So there's two on the week. Three on the year so far now. Heating up a little bit. So everyone just Always stay patient. We've seen so many of these guys have slow starts. Uchenna, Kayvon. Uchenna had one tonight. Hubbard, Aaron Donald, um, Khalil Mack. Like, just Yeah, we'll get to him. Calm down. We'll get to Khalil. Uh, Baba, why don't you take this next game here? Because uh, uh, one of your favorite players is sitting at number two and having himself a hell of a season. Let's go. Roquan Smith, linebacker for the Ravens, 23.5 points. He has 18.3 points per game average weeks one through three. This will bump that up a little bit. Six solos, four assists, one TFL, two PDs, and one QB hit. He has an 82 tackle grade and an 85.5 eight grade in coverage my boy Patrick Queen linebacker for the Ravens 22.85 points 15.95 points average week one through three again this will bump it up a little bit four solos one assist three TFLs one sack one QB hit let's look at the PFF grades 55 overall defensive grade but he does have a 78.8 grade in uh, tackling and a 74 grade for pass rush a couple other decent games here. Brandon Stevens, 17.7 points, DB there. Geno Stone, 16.8 points. And then Josh's boy, Kyle Hamilton, 16.25 points. He has 18.87 point per game average weeks one through eight. Five solos, one interception, one PD. Kyle Hamilton is just becoming our big play aficionado here. Yeah, you love to see it. It's what he does. Um, 100% of snaps. I think the alignment, Macri said, was a little bit different. Uh, he played a lot of the slot in week three. Uh, no sacks, but we do see a pick here. So, um, I mean, if this guy can score, you know, north of 12 points a week, I think you're feeling good. Um, and he has those the ability to add in the big plays and give you, you know, 25-plus. So I will say this was against a uh, a very green rookie quarterback. Um, I don't even remember the guy's name now that played for Deshaun, but um, Dorian Thompson Robinson. I there think there you go. There you go. DTR had some uh, had some pretty good little looks in the uh, in the preseason, but apparently Deshaun was cleared to play and <laughs> yeah. just said nope, can't do it. Yeah. So that uh, weight of sin and guilt is crushing him <laughs> and let crushing me, those shoulders. Let me talk about uh, the Browns for us. Yes, please. Miles Garrett edge for the Browns. Another great game that was overshadowed by uh, by Khalil Mack. 48.45 points. Continuing just to toy with defenses. One solo, one assist, one TFL, one sack, three QB hits. Um, That can't be right. Yeah, no. he had 16.9 points. Okay. 
Sorry. I think that was probably a leftover from last week. Yes, we 16.9 points. So still a decent game. Um, Obo, gosh, I almost just messed his name up. Ogbonia Okorongwo. You're my, that's the one thing I know uh, for sure is that you can pronounce this guy's well, name. Well, I tried to mix in his nickname also. Obo, 16.2 points, two solos, two TFLs, one sack, seven sack yards, one QB hit. JOK, linebacker for the Browns, 12 points, six solos, two assists, two TFLs. That is coming off of a 7.92 points per game average in weeks one through three. Anthony Walker, the next linebacker up. As far as snaps, I'm pretty sure there. Yeah, JOK played 79%. Anthony Walker at 71%. He had 11.7 points on the week. And then Greg Newsom, DB, with 11.5 points. So what are we to make of this? What are we to make of Pat Queen? What are we to make of JOK or Anthony Walker? Um, I want everything to do with the Baltimore linebackers and nothing to do with the Cleveland linebackers. No interest. Good sell window for JOK. I mean, if you can get anything. find a buyer. Yeah. Nice little week for him. Patrick Queen has been awesome. He sure has. He's been it, really good. It is really cool to see this guy. Um, and I still think it's going to be Trenton Simpson there next season. Oh, baby. But I think uh, – Uchenna. Uchenna again. Hey, I still think it's it. – I still think Patrick Queen is going to get himself a very nice Tremaine Edmonds-level contract in free agency. So oh, yeah. Queen now has two sacks on the year. There you go. I think his dynasty value could go up depending on what the landing spot and is. And you do got to love just Queen being there in Baltimore and learning alongside Roquan and Harbaugh and um, just a, a really good situation for a young guy to be in yeah. early in his career. And, uh, yeah, I know the grades haven't always been the best for Patrick Queen, but you got to remember that guy is still like 24, I think, mm-hmm. you know, and this is his fifth year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I came into the league young. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, I was looking for the quote, um, and I, I – I'd have to go back and look to see all the linebackers that Jadavion Clowney has played with, but he said Roquan Smith is the best linebacker I've ever played with. Wow. So pretty high praise because that guy's played with probably a lot of linebackers. Still early on, but uh, 2.5 sacks on the season for Oboe. Um, I was looking at those grades, though. He's been pretty good. Oh, my God. Oboe, man. 33.4 defense and 29.7 run defense. What's going on there? 71 tackle grade, 55 pass rush. That's nice. Um. But you haven't really heard anybody talk about Zadarius Smith. You know, it's been kind of quiet on that front. So Yeah, no Zadarius Smith. Um, Very strange. Uh, Let's move on to the next game here. Bears-Broncos. Worst team in the NFL, right? Bears, Bears, oh, 100%. Are you kidding me? You know, it it just goes to show you, we we were talking about this all offseason, but how they spent their money. Here you go. You got a bunch of tackles for (laughs) T.J. Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds. You don't have anybody rushing the quarterback or any semblance of – of a pass rush at all. So there you go, Ryan Pace. Bobo, what a, let's let's talk about these Bears here and walk through their options uh, for IDP. Who was uh, standing out for them? TJ Edwards, 13.5 points. Seven Continues solos. to be very solid. Yeah, really good. One assist, two quarterback hits. Um, he did have a 76 overall defensive grade. He had a 46 tackle grade and a 58 pass rush grade. Terrell Smith, DB there, 12.7 points. Nothing really too crazy. Tremaine Edmonds, 12 points. Six solos, two assists, one TFL. Jack Sanborn sighting, 65% Uh-oh. of snaps. Special agent. Four solos, one assist, and then some guy named Zach Pickens. Defensive tackle, 5.7 yeah. points. Remember him. One assist, a half a sack, and one QB hit. So the Bears just suck, man. They suck. You're just going to get a bunch of tackles. Yep. And and that might be why Jack Sanborn becomes relevant again because, you know, keep a – Keep an eye on that. There's a chance that with all these tackles that TJ Edwards or Tremaine gets banged up, and uh, all of a sudden it's just Jack Sanborn season again. Yeah. 
Uh, Addy, I think you were the one mentioning before we got on mic here about the Nick Benito uh, standout performance for the Denver Broncos. What did Mr. Benito do here on Sunday against the Bears? 33.5 points. He was averaging 11.52 points per game weeks one through three. He racked up three solos, one assist, two TFLs, two and a half sacks, 25 sack yards, one forced fumble that I think Jonathan Cooper scooped up and took to the house, and then two QB hits, and he played 67% of the snaps. The grades for this week were pretty solid, 59.9, 60.9 pass rush grade. Sorry, the 59.9 was overall PFF grade. Um, But, yeah, Nick Benito has been really good so far this year, uh, especially from a uh, pressure standpoint. Um, I'll try and find some of those numbies. Yeah. It. Uh, oh my gosh. What do we think about this Denver edge rushing group, Bobo? Um, it's kind of a weird mix with Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito, Randy Gregory. You've got Zach Allen. Um, we should have Baron Browning back in the mix here soon. Um, kind of feels like a stay away for me, but they've had some standout performances thus far. I mean, Jonathan Cooper and Nick Benito, Nick Benito combining for about 60-plus points this week. It's a very bizarre setup there. Um, you know, some of that being indicative of playing the Chicago Bears, which, you know, say what you want to about Justin Fields, but he's really just not been that good this year. I don't know what to make of the Broncos' pass rush. I mean, there's a couple guys maybe that would be okay to throw a dart throw on. Um, if you're starting Jonathan Cooper, maybe just because of the snaps, um, 86% of snaps was okay, but you're right. Randy Gregory's coming back. Um, Baron Browning. What do we well, – who did I say? Randy They're Gregory. They're both coming back. Yeah. Um, I'm staying away from all those guys. Even when even when Baron Browning and Randy Gregory come back, I don't really want a piece of any of that. Am I wrong? I mean, I, I'll take a, a bet on Nick Benito. I okay. found it. He's got a 15.8% pressure rate right now, so, I mean, he's crushing it. That's good. And he's been productive – basically every single week outside of week one. I wanted to say before I forget, the Bears have two sacks on the season. Oh, my gosh. That's so, so bad. Um, that's kind of what we expected, you know. And how many sacks against? Like probably 20-something. How many uh, How many tackles from their linebackers, though? Fields that's what has, they paid for. Fields has been sacked 17 times on the season. Oh, my goodness. Nuts. Uh, I will say Jonathan Cooper is getting 75% of the defensive snaps. So that is some yeah. nice volume there. Because uh, you always worry about these guys just doing it on a small sample size, right? But I want to see what Nick Benito's snap count has been so far this season. Cooper is uh, has an 11% pressure rate, so that's better than it was. So this last week go. definitely helped him. Yeah, 56% of snaps for Nick Benito. So, yeah, I mean, that's, not, that's a decent little dart. If you're ravaged with injuries or you're in a very deep league, uh, you can do worse than these uh, Broncos edge rushers. Uh, we should mention Kareem Jackson was number three, 19.5 points. DeLaren Turner-Yell continues to do stuff, 17 and a quarter points, defensive back there. And then Pat Sertain, 11.75 points, eight points per game average. Let's move to Cardinals versus 49ers because leading the way for the Cardinals was once again the energy guy, Addy, Dennis Gardak. The long-haired beauties continue to ball out for IDP, 15.2 points. But that tells you what kind of day it was for the Cardinals' IDPs, that 15.2 points is leading the pack. Uh, For the Cardinals, he had uh, four total tackles, a TFL, a sack, and one QB hit. Kytrell Clark 
DB, 19.25 points, 12.5 points average the first three weeks, 98% of snaps. Ezekiel Turner, why the hell not? Linebacker slash DB, 9.7 points. Uh, Kayvon Wallace, 8 points. And then Kaiser White had a down week, 100% of snaps, but just 6.75 points. Keep in mind, though, 19.27 points per game average the first three weeks. Kaiser White has been one of the best linebackers for IDP thus far this season. Addy, I am not panicking after a down week for Mr. White. No, Kaiser White's basically a linebacker two rest of the season. Should never leave your lineup. Um, even if like you started like if you drafted someone like Devin White, like I think Kaiser White might be an LB one. Kaiser White might be starting ahead of Devin White at this point. Yes. I mean, if I Devin had both White, those guys, yes. Yeah, I mean, Devin White definitely has, I think, the higher upside, but you just feel better about Kaiser White, I think, on a, you know, floor basis. So, yep. Um, yeah, Kayvon Wallace has done okay with his opportunity with Buda Baker being out. He's someone that's been a serviceable safety. I've plugged him in in, in quite a few leagues. Dennis Gardak continues to just get the damn thing done. Yeah. Dennis you know? Gardak, man. I mean, the snaps are... are not what you would think they would be based on the production, yeah. right? You figure like, why? Why aren't we giving this guy? I know thirty six percent of snaps. Like what? Like why can't we just give him like seven percent? Like yeah. all these other guys are ass, you know. <laughs> outside of Victor D, Victor D, baby, Victor D came back to earth this week. Oh man, he's been good, but it means Avon Collins hasn't looked great there. You know, all the metrics are pretty bad for him so far. So wasn't he the one that Evan was saying had a zero percent? Win rate, yeah. He threw pass pass rush sets or something. Yeah, so he's he's not looked the best by uh, PFF standards uh, to start the season. Yeah, um, but you know, I mean, he is raw. I mean, he's about as raw as it gets. <laughs> he's I mean, played how much? How many edge rushing snaps did he yeah. have prior to this season? He's new to this, so yeah, give him some time. Or not. If you just want to jettison them <laughs> into space, that's yeah. fine, too. Sell them for pennies. I mean, yes. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, it was just a down game for IDP in this game, apparently, because Javon Hargrave led the way for the 49ers, 16.8 points, four tackles, a TFL, a sack, two QB hits. Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, both 11.5 points, uh, 85% of snaps for Fred. Dre played 82% of snaps. Nick Bosa, eight points. He's been quiet so far this season. Yeah. 10.35 points per game average the first three weeks. He just had four QB hits. So if your league did not score QB hits, you had zero points from Nick Bosa. So probably a lot of frustrated managers. Might be a good time to go out there and make an offer. And Kendall Sheffield rounds out the top five. Let's go to Cowboys, Patriots. I think, Bobo, were you saying that Deron Bland was, I think you said number four. Yeah. We're number five DB on the season. I'll look it up. Uh, probably because of this big boom week here. Uh, he is one of the 40-point scorers thus far on the season. 40.9 points. 11.32 points per game average. <laughs> weeks one through three. DB four. DB four. There you go. Three solos, one assist, two interceptions, he also, one defensive touchdown. He has two touchdowns on the season. He had one That's interception crazy. for uh, TD week one with 26 points. Yep. Three PDs, 64 INT return yards, 78% of snaps. Trayvon Diggs. Who? Yeah, exactly. Not missing them <laughs> at all. Absolutely beat down the Patriots. We got to see Bailey Zappi in yeah. this game. Hey, that tells you what the state of affair was Here for, for the Pats. Go yeah, tops. let's go. Let's go, WKU. Get Mac Jones the hell out of there. This guy is not good. Yeah, I think we've seen enough to know this guy is a lot not of broken the teams, and that and yes. that's that's one of them. Yeah, just we can stop with the Mac. When Jones do they experiment. play the Giants? That's going to be a real fun. Well, we have Commanders and Bears on Thursday Night Football this week. so Can't wait. No amount of hype. You know Al Michaels is going to be in absolute hell calling that game. It's going to be fun for us on IDP. That's right. 
That's the only reason you're gambling or you have some sort of IDP uh, in this game. So um, number two, Leighton Van Der Esch, 17.35 points, but just 5.17 the first three weeks. He did have a defensive touchdown. So that definitely helped. Uh, seven total tackles. It was very recovery. lucky. He was right place, I missed right it. time. What happened? It just fall into Somebody his lap? Somebody else made the play. He picked it up and scored. Yeah, it sounds like LVE. This is a very turd game without that. Yeah. It. Uh, what was the snap percentage, though? 100% of snaps. Sure. LVE is just not good. Dante Fowler, edge rusher, 31% of snaps, 12.25 points. Sam Williams, 11.95. Was this his first game back from suspension? Yes. I think it was, First wasn't three it? Games. First three games he was out, 11.95 points, got himself a sack, a QB hit, a solo, a TFL. And then J. Ron Curse, 10.5 points, uh, clocking in at number five. He has been 9.65 average the first three weeks. No uh, Micah Parsons. No. Um, yep. What's the other edge rusher there? I, I wanted to say Marcus Davenport, Ooh. but that's not right. Demarcus, Demarcus Lawrence. Lawrence. No Demarcus Lawrence. No Micah Parsons. Addy, a lot of our big-name edge rushers just kind of um, nowhere to be found this week. I know. When you look at the score, you're like, oh, baby. This Here is going to be go. a good yeah. one. Yeah. No. Here we go. Nick Bosa been quiet. Yeah, TJ Watt mind. been quiet. Micah Parsons been quiet. Pars- or Garrett was fine. Uh, yeah. We'll get to Max Crosby, but I don't think he had, like, a big boom game at all. No, it was Dante Fowler and Sam Williams with the sacks. Ooh. So. Yeah, what's going love on? love to see And it. then Daniil Hunter, yeah, quiet. So it's just a bit of a bizarro week for IDP. Ryan Burns. All of our stud edge rushers taking the week off. Donovan Wilson still hasn't really gotten the playing time that we were used to seeing, like, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's probably just because they're, you know, easing him back in from the injury and everything. Hopefully, hopefully. Probably. He's, uh, that's what I'm hoping. I, I do have some Donovan Wilson. He was a lot of fun, a really good uh, safety for us last year. So hopefully he can start seeing those snaps getting like the 70 to 80% range. As yeah. of right now, they've been like 50%. Yeah, they're. I think they're just slowly working them back in, it seems like. I think so. So Patriots-wise, Jelani Tavai, 24.4 points, <laughs> uh, six points per game average, weeks one through three, 66% of snaps. He, just no. Bob was right. Yeah. I told you, Jelani. That was God, my dude. This is just the worst, the, reading the Patriots IDPs. Kyle Duggar, 90% of snaps. There's the one guy. Sure. I saw where, um, who is it, uh, not Uche, but the other guy. Um, um, the other edge rusher. Help me out. Mr. October. Judon. Judon. Matthew Judon. Torn. And Christian Gonzalez could be out for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. My buddy, uh, one of my best friends just tore his uh, tore his pec. I don't think he did that. I think he tore his bicep oh, tendon. Oh, my God. That sounds Rip it worse. off of the bone. Ugh. Nope. It's like no, a, thank you. all of a sudden the muscle like will collapse. It's not – doesn't look like an arm anymore. It's just like all up nice. in your shoulder. Love that's that. that's uh, Adam's going to look that up tonight. Love Adam's going to have a cold sweat. to pass out. Yeah, about 3 a.m. <laughs> but, yeah, Kyle Duggar, I guess, is the IDP that's you want now. Way. If Christian Gonzalez is out and if uh, – Matthew Judon is out. He had 22.25, but just 9.92 average the first three weeks. He had 12 solos, three assists, one TFL, and one QB hit. Some guy named Miles Bryant, DB, 18.5 points on 100% of snaps. Mm. Josh Uche, 16.25 points, but he's just averaging 3.17, 26% of 18 snaps. snaps. 18 snaps, two solos, one assist, a TFL, a sack, and two QB hits. That's pitiful. So mm-hmm. disappointing. Dietrich-wise, rounding out the top five, 14.9 points per game. Um, Stay yeah, away. 2.75 points per game average the first three weeks. But now could Uche see those snaps go up with, with Judon mm-hmm. being out? Or, Maybe. I mean, he's... Or Dietrich-wise. Right. Or, or Keon. I mean, if you look Who at... Who the hell knows? If you look at Uche's pressure rate, man, it's, it's elite. 23.4%. I know that's on... 
just 88 snaps this year. But still, he's done that every time he's got an opportunity. This is what we give this guy more opportunity, Bill. We've been saying it for like two years. Yep. True. Yeah. Get this guy in the game. Like, are we missing something? Is this like a bad guy? Yeah, it's like when your team's losing bad, like by a lot, yeah. it's like, don't you want to try and play your best players the most? Mm-hmm. Like, why do you keep having these rotations to these bums? I, I was listening to uh, Good Morning Football this morning, and Kyle Brandt pretty much pulled out that whole narrative of like, Bill, we need to hear from you about like, what's your plan for the Patriots? Like, ever since Tom left, y'all have been very mid. Yep. There's no, like, real young talent. Um, kind of an aging team. You haven't really been competitive here the last couple of years. So, I mean, there is a little bit of accountability. I mean, I know Bill won a ton, so it might just be like, I don't care. I'm just going to do well, what I'm going to do. But I think Bill needs to realize that we all realize that Tom was the one making that thing yeah, go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean – First year, sure, Buccaneers. sure. Bill's a great coach and all that stuff, but I mean, that thing was built by Tom. Well, and the problem too is that Bill built is a Tom. great coach. Bill is a horrible GM. Trademarking it, <laughs> and that was the problem is that he has too much power. Yeah. He's making these personnel moves. He's one of the worst drafting GMs in recent history. Yeah, just god awful at yeah. drafting. Bad, bad signings in free agency. If they had brought in an actual GM and. Greg Rosenthal, Patriots fan, friend of the show, thinks that Bill's on the hot seat Wow, this wow. year, which is crazy to think about. But if you're not winning, you know, that's not fun. Like, th- th- that type of stuff that Bill's doing, like not playing his best players to because he feels like he didn't have to because his system is is the most important. That just gets annoying yeah. when you're that type, like when you're involved in that type of environment. It works when you're winning. Right. When you're not. No one likes that. No. But also, whenever you hear, like, people that have left the Patriots organization like I feel like the vibes that it's they like had, getting out of prison yeah they weren't good like they yeah. were like almost scared like uh, almost scared that's how I live most of my life <laughs> almost scared yeah we're all always scared that's true that is true uh well let's roll from a sad sad situation to um a crazy situation let's be honest folks what else do you call 81 points from Khalil Mack. This is the highest scoring IDP game. I think DJ KT was going back 15 plus years looking at like standout defensive performances and nothing came close to Khalil Mack putting up eight solos, two assists, five TFL, six sacks, 45 sack yards, two forced fumbles, one PD, four QB hits on 86% of snaps and 92.3 defensive grade by PFF. 81 points, Eddie. (laughs) <laughs> Take a bow, Khalil Mack. You are now edge two on the season. That is just nuts. That is so cool, though. I mean, this was a guy that uh, was getting dropped by people like Bob. Sure, sure, but, sure. But uh, you just stick with the process, right? Yeah. We, we've seen like a decade of Khalil Mack being dominant. And even though the numbers weren't that great last year, like all the advanced metrics were fine. Like it's not like this guy was showing much of a drop off. Um but yeah, that's why you hold on to guys like this because mm-hmm. they can do things like like put up six sacks in a game. Right. Bob is really. But did you, but did you start? Bob hates this because he he but made the biggest mistake of his life this weekend <laughs> dropping Quill Mac. Do y'all realize that Van Ginkle is like edge eight right now? Sorry, I was just looking to see. Yeah. I don't doubt it. If anyone, because yeah, Mac is now IDP number two on the season in Big Three scoring. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's that's nuts. That just. 
Oh, that shows you the magnitude of this game. Uh, and also that he had 18 points the first three weeks. So let's get to player five there and see why does Kenneth Murray have two solos and two assists on 100% of snaps? How home are getting four tackles? Because did Eric Kendricks play? Yeah, he did play, yes. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Well, maybe that explains it a little bit more. I thought Kenneth Murray was like it. I thought Kendricks didn't get a lot of tackles either. Okay. It was a weird yeah. game. Yeah. Just Sarah Taylor. Yeah, it was actually, points. yeah, eight points there for Kenneth Murray. Um, yeah, Jasir Taylor, Michael Davis, Asante Samuel uh, rounding out the list. This was a – the Chargers were banged up in this game. They were without Joey Bosa. They were without Derwin James. So, there's a lot of guys filling in. Yeah, Kenneth Murray, eight points on the week. Uh, looks like Kendricks was um, – I wanted to see what he actually scored. So, he was only six and a half points on uh, 50 snaps. So I think he actually played fewer snaps than Kenneth Murray did. Uh, yeah, because Murray was at 73. So I think that will eventually flip back. I don't think this team's going to roll out Kenneth Murray at its LB1 once Kendricks is healthy and ready to go. But something to monitor because uh, Murray has been playing well-ish uh, for, very-ish. you know, in, yeah, very-ish in Eric Kendricks's absence. Well, I guess Max Crosby had an okay game, 30.2 points, um, five solos, three assists, two TFLs, two sacks, two QB hits, 100% of snaps. He was banged up going into this game as well. 100% of snaps. 100% of snaps. I mean, that's just like, that's nuts. Banged up Max Crosby. Max Crosby is not human. Probably would have had 50 if he wasn't banged up. Yep. Trayvon Merrick, uh, 22.6 points, six solos, an INT, two PDs, 100% of snaps. He's been okay this season sure. but then yeah we get into some weird guys here john jenkins defensive tackle hey. 11 points marcus peters and then marcus peters yeah 97 percent of snaps 8.5 points and then adam butler defensive tackle eight and a quarter uh let's go to sunday night football though because this was a fun game you had tay swift in the house you had hugh jackman and ryan reynolds in the house and uh quincy williams and cj mosley put on a show for him 30.75 points for Quincy Williams. Mm. 10 solos, 3 assists, 2 TFLs, 2 PDs, a QB hit, 96% of snaps. CJ Mosley, 20.25 points, 4 solos, 7 assists, an INT, and a PD on 100% of snaps. Addy, John put out that amazing chart this past week talking about linebacker tackles allowed per team so essentially if you see your if you see a team at the top of this list start your linebackers going against them i think kansas city was fourth playing the jets if you fired up your jets lbs you feel very good with this result yes thank you macker for doing all that and that's uh really nice of you that was he did the db and edge as well i think right yeah i think so but i mean quincy williams dude he just we got to start maybe giving him a little more respect in Dynasty, too, because mm-hmm. he is secured there in, in uh, New York. You know, they gave him, I think it was like a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. So maybe guaranteed-wise, it's more of a two-year type deal. But even, you know, even so, I mean, if you're going to get this type of production for the next two years, I mean, that's it's that's pretty nice. really valuable. Yep. Um, and then, you know, C.J. Mosley, he's, he's almost 30 now. So, I mean... I think there's a chance that he might not be there next year, so it could just be Quincy being like that main linebacker. Wouldn't that be cool? But, yeah, I mean, this is um, – I never expected really Quincy's career to turn out the way it has, where he's, you know, still a, a extremely relevant asset for us. Especially after the way – what, it was Jacksonville, right? It was yep. Jacksonville. Flamed out there. 
got cut there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Did he land anywhere else in between the Jets? I don't, I don't think so. I think he went Jacksonville to the Jets. Just a perfect spot for him. Cool story there with his brother, you know. And that's a great defense. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you watch Quincy Williams like that Play dude, maker. playmaker, hitting the hell out of people. Yes. Um, just fun. He's a he's a fun linebacker. Him and CJ Mosley both. Mosley's approaching 30, but still hard-hitting linebacker. He's good. Yeah, yeah he was put on waivers uh, by the Jags August 31st, 2021. Oh. Uh, Jets claimed him off waivers September 1st, so a day later. Wow. So, good for him. Mm-hmm. Good Jets, for Steve. <laughs> Jaguars could use him. Yes, they really could. Um, yeah. I mean, they would have maybe not had to draft Devin Lloyd. Yep. Mm-hmm. Give uh, Foyce Deluican a trillion dollars or whatever and I tried draft Devin two Lloyd linebackers. Foyce Quincy would have been pretty sick. What was it? Traded Devin Lloyd and a fourth for Antonio Gibson. Hurting at running back, but I'm worried that my cell Devin Lloyd window is quickly closing. Yeah, it definitely could be. So, I yeah, don't know. Because what happens if Muma plays? Because they, they were talking up Muma a lot on that broadcast. Yeah. And he made two big plays at the yep. end of the game, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, yeah, that's not, that's not good. That's not what you want to hear if you're a Devin Lloyd fan. And yeah. I know that Devin Lloyd is hurt, but the um, now you're giving Muma – an opportunity to take your job. That's yep. just not not great. And he's wearing them little skinny black oh, wristbands, yeah. sure. boy, looking uh, sure. like a 1980s wrestler. <laughs> Love to see Chad it. Chad Muma is? He, I hate that look. Just yeah. like the skinny little, like. He does nothing. Yeah, does just like nothing. around the elbow. It's almost like just like thin tape. I was something. watching the Toy Story one, so he was a little tiny. Nah, like, in high school, figuring. we used to take the we take the thick ones that had like the Nike swoosh on them, and yeah. then you cut them down small. Right, right, right. Around, but around the logo. Oh, yeah. So the logo's oh, yeah. still there. Yeah, you're getting that what Nike. What does that do? It's just, it's just for looks. Yeah, it's a Purely baller. drip. Baller look, mentality. Yeah. Like a spoiler on a car. Baller look, life. Look good, play good. I guess. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see if it works for Chad Muma. Ashton Davis at third there with 11 points. Quentin Williams, eight and a half. Bryce Huff, 8.25. Boys, let's have the Quentin Williams conversation. Uh, 5.67 points per game average the first three weeks. 66% of snaps for Big Q in this game. Just eight and a half points. Bust. Uh, yeah, like not a great start to the season for Big Q. It's okay. It's My okay, dog folks. gets paid. We're He's not going to be fine. We're not panicked. He's, He's going to be fine. What He's are the not Khalil do we, Mack. Do we, have, do we have the numbies uh, for Quentin Williams as far as like any kind of pressure rate or anything like that, Eddie? Yes, we can get that. But first I want to highlight my boy Bryce Huff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cannot wait till he gets the hell out of New York. It's going to happen probably this offseason. 26.9% pressure rate for Bryce Huff. Wow. So, guy just needs an opportunity elsewhere. It reminds me a lot of Yuchina, honestly, the, the Bryce Huff situation. Ooh, that's a good comp. I like that. All right. Um, we're looking at Quinnen. Yes. What's Big Q's numbers? Because the uh, the other numbers we've been seeing in the box score, not been good. So, give me some underlying. Really nice. 14.9% pressure rate for Quinnen Williams. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm showing 11.3 a week four. Maybe, maybe I uh, – Maybe I'd got to update that, but um, I mean, he had what twelve point seven five week one, thirteen week two, eleven point two five week three, and then you're saying six this past week. No, it was eleven point eleven point three. Yeah. What are we What are we doing? What are we What are we afraid so, of? Probably averaging about eleven points per what game. What are we afraid of? That's really nice. Everyone needs to kind of uh, calm down with their expectations a little bit. I mean, that's that's extremely solid. This when he starts sprinkling in sacks, it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. So. That pressure rate is is awesome. It's him and Aaron Donald with the two best pressure rates um, for defensive tackles. So 
yeah, everyone chill out. The sacks will come. Probably going to come in bunches, so. I mean, just saying the sacks will come, they'll come in bunches. It's just a lot of innuendos tonight, Eddie. I need sure. you to chill it out just a little bit. I'm horny, Josh. That's true. <laughs> Can't blame you there. Uh, let's wrap up the Sunday slate with the Chiefs. And uh, Mike Edwards led the way, 20 points, four solos, one TFL, one sack, one PD, one QB hit. Chris Jones, man, I almost hit on a five-leg parlay this game. Was one tackle short from Jordan Whitehead. Mm. So that'd been my first one. That's the closest I've ever gotten. Underdog, thanks you, Josh. Yes, underdog, thanks <laughs> yeah. you for the five bucks. Uh, Fifteen point nine five points. Somebody for Chris at underdog Jones. thinking, man, yeah, man, Josh almost hit on that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I hate that for him. Got that like that uh, that commercial for was it Geico? The old guys yeah. with the dollar bill. You got to be a little quicker next time. That's all gambling companies, dude. Yep, they're really good at what they do. They really are. Those lines are so so frustratingly good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Chris Jones, seventy five percent of snaps, got him a sack, two QB hits, two solos, and assists. Drew Tranquil filling in for Nick Bolton, fifteen point five points, hundred percent of snaps, seven solos, one assist, one forced fumble, one QB hit. Willie Gay, ten point five on seventy six percent of snaps. Uh, been bad the first three weeks, though, but he had three solos, and assists, a PD, and a QB hit. And then Mike Dana, eight points, 13.72 points per game the first three weeks on 85% of snaps this week. So I think that team Nick, missing Nick Bolton. Mm-hmm. I, I Say what you want to about Drew Tranquil, and I think that, you know. For IDP, for, he's a fine fill-in. For where we got him in IDP, he's okay. But as far as, like, an NFL player, I don't know. I thought Tranquil looked a little bit lost at times yesterday in a full role, 100%. I don't know. Adam, you may have a very stark difference to uh, to my uh, opinion there. No, no, okay, all right. No, uh, I thought he was fine. I mean, um, but I didn't think Bolton was. Oh, so we're gonna go that way. I mean, uh, huh? huh? So your boy, your boy was on record about saying you shouldn't stay away from Nick Bolton. Now, injury is a little different than like I mean, poor play. Luckily, he has the injury to bail him out right now. Oh, okay. okay. And people can say because of injury, oh, but okay, they're okay. still. Four capable linebackers there. Yeah, know? it is worrisome because Tranquil like played fine. I don't like it. I don't like. I don't like it. I don't like the. I mean, Bolton was like LB three. I like Bolton fine. I don't like him as LB three. Okay, let's say. Oh, I agree. As when far as ADP, it's when he's back work. healthy, over under ninety percent of snaps. When Bolton is back fully healthy, no snap count, no restrictions, nothing. Over under ninety percent of snaps that first game. Uh, like no res- no snap count, no snap count, no over. restriction. Over. over, yeah, over, over. Um, I'm nervous. That's a leader of that defense, man. I mean, I, I don't I don't think it's gonna be like. I think it's gonna be like an eighty to ninety range. Okay, so I mean, be something to track. We'll see. What was the injury? He should be back next week, right? Was it? It was wasn't it a pretty serious thing. I don't remember. I think he's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not going. You know. That that Chiefs team, about him. Chiefs team just kind of broke right now. There's just not a lot of stuff that's working on both sides of the ball, I think. You know, FAU, we're not really talking about him very much. Carl Loftus has kind of been slow to well, start the season. And then also, Legereus Sneed's been kicked outside yeah. now. And yeah. out, out, you know, he's McDuffie's not, inside. Yeah, no McDuffie, and, no Sneed reference and, here. And Sneed hasn't really been that productive on, you know, playing corner. McDuffie has shown some times of relevance, but, but I, I but disagree. He's not Legereus Sneed. I 100% nope. agree with that. I think Sneed needs to be back inside. Now, I don't know if McDuffie is, like, really an outside corner. Probably not. I don't know if he fits that small. role well. No. But then you've got, like, you know, Justin Reed hasn't really popped off. It is nice to see Mike Edwards here, but he hasn't really done anything outside of that. Justin Cook has been really quiet. I don't know if they still have that Watson dude. They have a lot of really fun players. I just kind of, I don't know. It's a weird something. Something's not something's not working there. 
Something stinks. Yeah. Something stinks. Well, I think even offensively too. The man. lack of wide receivers they the, have, dude. If you if you got Sky Moore MVS, you better hurry up. I think I think uh, I don't know. Some moves are about to be made. If it's not for Travis Kelsey and Isaiah, I'm punishing the turf. Pacheco. Yeah, that's my boy. Uh, that offense would be dead in the water. I think Rasheed Rice is the guy that um, if if Mahomes is going to get Rice, it's Rice. I understand wow. wanting right to off yeah <laughs> offload Tyreek and just kind of do a committee. But good God, give the best quarterback in the NFL, some actual Dude. weapons to throw to. I literally listen to these wide receivers. You're saying they're kind of Tom Brady in him, you know, to where it's like, all right, you got Gronk, but we're just going to have a bunch of just, yeah. You know, Patrick, guys we're going to need around. your wife to come down here and, uh, or Taylor Swift. You're like six foot one. You can play in the slot. Jackson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get out here so we can have you line up against like Aiden Hutchinson or something. Do some type of TikTok move and shake that defender. <laughs> Do it, Jackson. Let's talk about the last two games here, and let's go back in time to He's Thursday night football. <laughs> uh, Jerry Jacobs led the way for the Packers and Lions with 38 points. Uh, it was specifically, yeah, 37.65 points. He had five tackles, but two interceptions. Of so good job, Jerry Jacobs. The headline, though, Quay Walker. Booming once again, had a little bit of a down week, week three, 6.75 points, 22.25 points, 19 total tackles in week four against the Detroit Lions. So Quay Walker equals very good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rudy Ford was there at number three uh, between the two teams, 21.6 points, eight tackles and an INT. Uh, John Kaminsky, Aiden Hutchinson had a nice little game there. 19.95 points, two tackles, one and a half sacks. So congratulations to Aiden Hutchinson, continuing to look amazing. Devontae Wyatt with 19. Um, let's see if there's any other ones. Oh, Keyshawn Nixon there. I think it was almost purely off of the uh, – yeah, he had two total tackles and then just a bunch of return yards, I think. I think Aaron was – someone – tweeted like why does Keyshawn Nixon keep running it out of the end zone and Arm was like we love this for IDP IDP please shut up and let Nixon keep running it out of the end zone yeah. five for 116 yeah. kick returns one for 34 punt return there you go so Brian Branch uh, 11.75 points I think he got banged up in this game he did um, it seems to be maybe a thing mm-hmm. with him he's getting a lot of these stingers but you know like I mentioned uh, in the last episode kind of reminds me of Buda Baker Yep. Kind of an undersized guy. The way he kind of throws his body around, that could be a thing with him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Isaiah McDuffie filling in for uh, Devondre Campbell. Seven tackles, 11.25 points. So, serviceable replacement there. Alex Anzalone. God, can we get this guy off the field? 9.25 points. Uh, just five tackles. This guy has got to go. And, uh, yeah, that's it as far as Thursday night football. Quay, though. Oh, boy. Quay be good. Top three dynasty LB boys. I mean, who who's three, ahead of low? him? Yeah, probably. Who's ahead of him right now? Roquan. I mean, definitively, Roquan. Roquan, I think, is number one. And I think that would be consensus if you asked, you know, 100 IDP Probably Roquan. Players. And then I think a lot of people would say, like, Foyer. Oh, I don't know about that. But Foyer's I, getting up there in, in age. I mean, Foyer's going to be 28, I think. And I think you could season. almost even say, like, the – Direct, like if you were just looking at them both in redraft for just this season, obviously Quay is younger, which appeals to us in Dynasty. But you say in redraft, like Quay or Foyer, that's a legitimate conversation for Quay to be ahead of Foyer, I feel like. Is there anybody else in contention for LB2 right now in Dynasty besides Foyer and Quay Walker? 
Um, it would be someone like Patrick Queen, Jack Campbell, Jack Campbell, in redrafts. You know, Patrick Queen. you talking about dynasty or redraft? Yeah, dynasty. 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 I got you. I got you. I mean, honestly, though, in redraft, Pat Queen has been really good. But yeah, dynasty. I mean, Fred Warner potentially. You know, if you think that he's going to age really nice, which we do. Um, what are we doing with Ernest Jones in dynasty? He's up there. Yeah. I mean, he's top, top ten, top ten, top twelve, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Zaire. Zaire, how? Zaire's got up. I mean, the thing is, there's not a lot of like sexy yeah. LBs for Dynasty, you sure. know. So yeah, I think Zaire. I mean, if you think he's gonna, it reminds me of Foyer a lot with Zaire. A lot of Zaire mm-hmm. just kind of, we're like, oh, this guy's not a good linebacker when we look at the grades and stuff. But mm-hmm. who cares? He's yeah. got the captain patch. He's 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 under contract. <laughs> That's what he leads with. He's got sure. the captain patch. Sure. You know his. Uh, That's in the logs. His captain patch. First name starts with a Z. Yeah, That's kind of sick. Okay. Um. And that's really it. Okay. That's some great <laughs> analysis there, folks. Um, no, so yeah. But, no, but honestly, I think Zaire's fine for like a, for like a two-year window. And so that has value in Dynasty. But, I mean, you don't want to get out over your skis for any of these guys, right? I mean. Ooh, great reference there. Because, um, I don't know. I just, <laughs> Y'all I don't, ever got out in front of your skis? I've before? never skied. We'll never ski. Water or nope. s- snow? Nope. Joshua. Mm-mm. Why nope. not? So my my parents went skiing one time when they were probably a little younger than I am now, and mom crashed through a fence, and oh, so we wow. never went skiing as a family. And I think I just I'm not athletic enough at this point to like start skiing, so yeah, it just kind of passed me by, and I, I'm honestly I'm fine with that. So I took a I took a trip in high school, same similar situation. Real quick, uh, girl goes to get off of the lift. Everybody was like, "You skied before?" She was like, "No, but I think I'll be okay." Goes down the steepest, straightest run, just tucks, just gets into the uh, slalom type mentality of just see how fast I can go. Wasn't wild, wasn't out of control, just didn't know how to stop. Uh, I forget where we were. I guess it was Perfect North where the lodge is at the bottom. Runs directly into brick building mm. at the bottom mm. of the snow resort. Oh my God. Broke like both of her arms. Broke both oh of her arms. Place. Yeah. So she did get out in front of her skis, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. See? No, thank you. Uh, just not interested. <laughs> it's so fun, Josh. There's oh a gosh. lot of things that are fun Water that skiing, don't, don't, don't break both your arms. Yeah. That's the thing. If you, if you break those bones or you get hurt dude i feel just so dumb yeah i can't lift my kid up now my wife's gotta like do yeah, everything so with the kids dumb. i was telling josh this before you got there i got here but uh, i was washing the truck hand washing yesterday and uh fell out the back of the truck mm. went to put my foot on the bumper and it was wet and i just slipped and fell from like four feet oh dang and i was and my neck's kind of been hurting while we're potting if i look like i'm over here like cricking it but where'd you how'd you land i just landed like on my like left knee and then like kind of on my side oh god and uh it was from kind of far like a truck bed is like four feet pretty high up oh yeah that's a good little and it was immediately one of those like what's broken type mm-hmm. assessments mm-hmm. like you hit the ground and it's like that was not good but yeah. hey i'm good. athletic you're here thank goodness you're hard-headed that's i will right. say we're not at the My age knee hurts where it's like yeah. crazy though. where we're like breaking hips while you need like life alert but a spill in your mid-30s you're um you're questioning if um your back's gonna be messed up you know you pulled something you're sure. you're out of commission for a couple mm-hmm. weeks at oh, least. Bleak. me and me and uh, Jalen, 
got the oblique injury. <laughs> well, hey, let's wrap up here with uh, Monday Night Football. So Devon with him, Spoon, tried his best to get wow. you back in the matchup against Bobo. Wow. Uh, going for a whopping 57.35 points. I think he's the number two scorer on the season. Uh, he had, as far as like uh, performances go now, he I think leapfrogs ahead of TJ Watt's week one performance. Uh, seven tackles, two sacks, an INT, a touchdown. Just an all-around amazing performance oh from Devon Witherspoon. Oh, my gosh. The Giants gave up 11 sacks. That's nuts. Yeah, because I was going to say Bobby <laughs> Wagner had, uh, looks like, uh, 38.75 points, 17 total tackles, and two sacks. So just a tremendous performance from B-Wags. And then Uchenna Nwosu finally, finally, finally gets off the schneid, gets himself six tackles, two sacks, and a forced fumble for 28.9 points. I said it on the preview pod with John. Uchenna, this is your chance to ball out and stay in our lineups. And uh, my man's responded. So very good to have him back in the sack column. And then on the same side, I called out Kayvon Thibodeau needing to get his ish together. And uh, we see him with 27.8 points, two sacks, two tackles. So that's three sacks in the last three games for Kayvon, Addy. I know. He's he's back. He's fine. Uchina's back. He's fine. Like we mentioned a few times this episode, you just got to calm down and just breathe. Guys start out slow. Guys have bad matchups to start. That stuff kind of works itself out and, and normalizes. So I think that's what we're seeing here. We yeah. can't paper over Jordan Brooks. Ten tackles, know, two sacks, one TFL. Wow. Uh, that dude is continuing to be very relevant in IDP. Yeah, um, it's just it's awesome to see. Really happy for Jordan Brooks. Uh, just a medical marvel. 14.5 week one, 11 and a quarter week two, 11.5 week three, 28.4 week four. Yeah, two sacks, 10 tackles, one man. fumble recovery. Fantastic performance from Jordan Brooks. This was Bobby Okereke's best performance as well. 10 total tackles. He had 20.5 points by big three scoring. So this was a big-time defensive uh, output game for both sides. Uh, Julian Love, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like I kind of cursed Jamal Adams because I said uh, on the pod with John that, you know, okay, Jamal Adams is coming back. Julian Love is probably the guy whose snap share suffers the most because of that. Jamal Adams goes out with a concussion after four snaps. Uh, we'll see if he clears concussion protocol. Uh, but in the meantime, Julian Love has gone 14.25, 18.05, 13.75, 12.75. Addy Julian Love has been very good this season. Love to see it. Just stepping right into that Ryan Neal role and just being very productive with it. So I, I think that's going to be kind of how it continues. I mean, I love, I love uh, Julian Love. God, I did it again. You did it again. You do love Julian Love. I don't mean love, to do though. that. I'm really not trying to do that. You absolutely are. I, I'm like, not. I don't like that at all. It's like so corny and dumb. I'm just walking right into it. Walking right into it, then walking back out and walking through it again. Sure. Just because you love it so much. A lot of walking. So there you go, folks. Week four recap is in the books. And, um, yeah, we're coming in under two hours. So good job, us. I think bye weeks start kicking in here. Maybe week six, yeah. I think. We got one more full week. We got a London game coming up in week five. So XFL extension day tomorrow, I believe. That's right. Oh, happy wow. happy oh, extension day to all those who celebrate on the RSO platform. <laughs> um, so we got week five preview coming up with Evan and Jake on Wednesday night. Then we'll be back for the week five recap. And then a little bit different schedule. We will actually be doing the week six preview 
And Jake and Evan will be doing the week six recap because I'll be on my way to Toronto, Canada. No, no, no. Uh, no on no. October, what is that, 15th? Going to see Macri? I am going to go see Macri. Are you? Yes, I'm going to be up there for work. And uh, he lives about 45 minutes from Toronto. So we're going to get together Monday night and watch the game. Wow. This makes me feel a little bit better. Is hockey being played right now? I don't know. Could you go see uh, Toronto Maple Leafs? That's right, but I don't know. I have no idea. I know if, sports. Yeah, if hockey's going on. Ottawa Senators. That's yeah. actually a pretty good pull at it. Canadian Canucks. Is that... Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, I think you're mm-hmm. right. A lot of Canadian teams. The uh, Canadian hockey team. <laughs> the Canadian... Like the, you know... Washington football the Olympics. Team. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, yeah? Didn't know where the you were The Mighty going. Ducks. Yeah. Anaheim. We're going to get out of here, folks. You're going to so. go see Drake? Yeah. <laughs> going to go see Justin Bieber? Uh, so, yeah, I'll be in Canada. So, you'll see uh, here in a couple weeks. Uh, I got some bacon. A double dose. I need you to take to John. Got some bacon? We'll keep it on ice for you, John. You know, I'm not going to do that to you, John. Come on, John. But, yeah, make sure you're checking out the website, theidpshow.com. Addy, why don't you tell the folks what we've been uh, putting up here tonight? Yeah, we got uh, all the data and the logs mm. out there on the website now for you to uh, look at on your phone. You can go yep. to the website and look at it if you want. But, I mean, it looks amazing on the phone, which I think yep. is how most people kind of view things these days. But, yeah, this is just something we've been wanting for a long time to be able to put. Um, it's it's snaps, tackles, and point logs. Yep. Um, and you can sort, you know, by column and, and kind of see where – players rank among you know those those categories so it's really cool we're going to keep adding stuff to it but yeah just a another upgrade that we've we've made yep so this is something we've been wanting to do for a while we appreciate y'all's patience as we migrate everything from the various spreadsheets that we had over to the website and the logs are in process uh dbs linebackers they're up right now dl is in the works and dl also includes sacks So you'll be able to sort by, like Adam said, and that'll be the entire season. So you'll be able to see weeks one through 18 points, snaps, tackles, sacks, and then an overview essentially showing points per snap, points per game, total points, uh, sweet spot percentage for DBs. Uh, It's everything you want, folks. It is an IDP database, and it's available for paid supporters over at the IDPshow.com. So make sure you check it out in addition to all of the other paid resources that we have. So I appreciate you all tuning in. Like I said, we will be back next Monday for the week five recap. And Jake and Evan will be previewing week five on Wednesday. So the wheel keeps turning, boys. Um, But until next time, y'all enjoy the football. And we'll see you soon. She never left her hometown. We gonna take a trip today. Let me take you away We can take a trip to the west coast Just so my hand don't let go